0: For the first discussion kind of thing, I don't want to keep it, I don't want it to be too long, but I just yeah, feel true. like it's good to kind of outline and, and also I was thinking kind of it as like a, a episode zero kind of thing, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if anyone was ever listening or if like people didn't know what it was, we could talk about, we could just like have this as like a or even like a precursor to other yeah. episodes of like kind of how we want to talk about things oh, um, I see what you and things saying. like that. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about the movie we watched that we're going to probably discuss today yeah. that we are going to discuss today. But I kind of just want to talk about how I've been thinking about it, because there's something that I've been wanting to do. The, sure. This kind of, like, look at fiction in a reflective sort of way. Yeah. Uh, because for me, um, I, you know, I do a lot of reading and watching things, and I'm a very reflective person. And I read a, I read a bit of, like, you know, thinkers and philosophers and, and things like that, and I love to talk about it with people. Yeah. And I love to bring it up when it comes up, you know, in, like, Connection to everyday life. But when I was thinking about like having to do a podcast or a discussion recorded kind of thing, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a, it would be kind of a stilted thing to talk about all the time and not really accessible to a lot of people. And honestly, I think when philosophy comes up in everyday life, it's more interesting when it applies to like real yeah. things because it's usually t- it's a little bit more right. abstract. Um, so I'd always had this idea of doing um, kind of a philosophy and fiction type thing in which yeah. I just, um, talk with people about you know popular movies or shows or books or anything just kind of things that are kind of in the mainstream a little bit more but like cause you to reflect a little bit um, so that's kind of the thinking behind it and the thing I want to say and we can uh, you guys can ask questions or I don't know if you want me to just talk about um, yeah. how I want to see it or how I kind of see it Sure, I can do that too but um, my whole thing is in my personal like studying and like I'm somebody who grew up like being pretty good at school Mm -hmm. um you know like not necessarily like super intelligent but I kind of figured out how the system worked and how to like I have a pretty good memory and I'm a very curious person um so you know as I've gone through life I keep asking these questions and I have like tried to learn more and more about life and what it means to alive and you know these it naturally leads down these philosophical alleys um and the things that I've heard discussed most that I find most interesting and seem the most true is this um, philosophy as an interpretation of the world um. um yeah so you know I I think people go through or when they think about philosophy and I and or like anything like that it seems like a very thing that's very far removed from, from yeah. life but Um, And then there are, you know, there are all these schools of thought and all these different thinkers think very differently about the world. Um, But I think when people even take a step back from that and think about philosophy in general, it becomes this look at basically an interpretation of the world, as if the world is, you know, a grid and all these people are trying to map something on that connects all the dots, right? So personally, that's been interesting to me to think about this interpretation of basically this chaos, like noise that we all experience as life mm. and trying to make some sense out of it um, using what limited communication and understanding that we have. Um, and then also this other strain of philosophy of personally thinking that life is a very creative endeavor. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of comes together in the way we watch. And consume media, yeah. you know, and the way we create media, honestly. Um, so my kind of thought was, take movies, books, fiction that is interesting and engaging, and discuss it in an interpretive way, where we can like apply it to real lives. Yeah, because yeah. I think what I think what, what fiction does is it pre- presents real world and like human situations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not always real world situations, like realistic. But just like it confronts human characters with questions and situations that we can apply thinking to. That we can and put think ourselves in that position and yeah, see what I, we would do. Right. Yeah. And when when you come out of it, when you think about a movie, um, you Iron think Man. about like <laughs> you think about like what you what you are connected yeah. to. Yeah. From it. Like what how it speaks to you. I right? definitely felt that in contact last night. Right. That's what I was thinking the whole yeah. time. Sure. Um, yeah. And we don't gotta talk about contact right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But but that was but yeah, directly I felt that last totally. night. Yeah. Yeah. And I think People's immediate reaction, I think when we react to fiction, movies, TV shows, anything like that, even storytelling in other media as well, like you're reacting to something that resonates with your particular worldview, yeah. right? And I, I think about how, and I'm sure everybody's experienced this, where there's a movie that they like and they take a lot of meaning from mm-hmm. and then they find out later that it meant something else. Right. Oh
1: yeah, that's most me- like especially music. It's like sure, people yeah, interpret totally. it. This me, I know exactly what you mean. And you yeah. interview the artist, like I, that was fucking about coloring with crayons. Like right. had nothing to do with anything. Right. But, but it brings out this truth yeah, within yeah. you right. that I think is interesting to talk about. And that's why a lot of artists you'll hear them say like, once I release it out there, it's not mine anymore. Hmm? It's whatever whoever yeah. consumes it makes right. it to be.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think I think the interesting thing about talking about fiction in this way, or any sort of creative, yeah, thing, any sort of media, is that when we're encountered with life, right, there mm-hmm. is no, there is no inherent understanding, meaning yeah. within life that we can, like, ask about, yeah. right? When it comes to... There's not a lot of uh, binary, in, like, yes or nos, right? Is that what you mean? In, 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 like, real life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I just mean, like, I mean, in life in general. there's, like two plus two, but... Sure, sure, yeah. sure. There's, there's, there's some yeah. sort, of, sort of truth, yeah. right? But, um... But then you can debate what that means, yeah. right? That's why there's so many different ways of thinking about life and the world. Do you, do
2: you find that like a lot of these um, like interpretations or frameworks, way of viewing the world? Do you find that you find those from art? You know we're talking about fiction. I almost want to spec like science fiction is really mm. what we've been kind of looking sure. at more than any other kinds of fiction. What other types of fiction do you feel fit into that category that have that same sort of potency? Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I mean, any favorite?
0: favorite but. Well, I mean, I mean, ask somebody what their favorite show is, or ask somebody what yeah. their favorite movie is or their favorite book or their favorite song or whatever and I think like I mean why are there so many love songs out there right and I think it's because it's a theme that resonates with so many people and so many people find that the most important thing in the world Um, and I was actually just talking to my partner and my nephew the other day about science fiction because personally I love science fiction right and I just like eat it up and I find it super engaging and ask so many questions and for me I was saying that like Science fiction, I can almost tolerate a bad science fiction movie if it asks good questions. Yeah. And because that's, for me, that's like kind of what right. I feel like is engaging to me. And like, I can, I love good movies too. And like, I do want to talk about when we talk about movies and things, hmm. what makes it a good movie and how the writing is good. But I think to some degree that like the way we evalu- evaluate if something is good is more if we feel like it, you know, kind of, Brings out that sense of like truth in like yeah. an almost an ineffable way, like I think you know at the end of a movie, we tolerate uh, an unrealistic ending if it gives us a sense of justice, you mm-hmm. know, or like if like it gives us a closure. meaning, you know, yeah, a closure of sorts. Sure. if it's like even if in the end like everything that the main character wanted came true right. in a yeah. ridiculous way, if it felt like that was what kind of wrapped the movie up and what everything was leading to, like that, we, we, we take that as like a good ending, you know?
1: It's weird that we always, especially me, we're frustrated if it doesn't have that kind of ending, where Mm -hmm. things are neatly packaged together. Right. Drives me nuts. No. And even though I know that's probably more realistic in, in many cases, but it's a love stories, but fucking, as Will knows,
0: it drives me nuts. <laughs> but I, 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 I think that points yeah. to something, right? Like, yeah. the fact that you find something frustrating means yeah. that something about this movie isn't lining up with the way you yeah. see the world. Well,
1: I think it's because, like you said, we put ourselves in that position all the time. So mm-hmm. we think, like, for me, I would want it. You know, you want to be the hero that wins in the end and gets the girl sure. and all that shit. And,
0: but I think I think that would belie the fact that you believe there should be some sort of yeah uh, happy ending, Yeah, right? Which yeah, is why I get so frustrated because I'm all like, together.
1: it's too real that there's not a happy ending because <laughs> oh, I don't think... Will got a fortune cookie the other day. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. No, this is too good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got, like, this super happy-go-lucky fortune cookie. Oh, and I can't this believe said, this, this exists. Exactly what if so. it said There's, I like, did. there's no such thing as a happy ending or yeah. something like that. Like, actually, like, really, like, unbelievable.
3: Wow. <laughs>
0: and I'm like... His <laughs> second one said, go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it a bunch. But, but even that, so even... So, so, okay, that's right. interesting because that is a very simple interpretive thing, right? Yeah. You, you're you confronted with a statement like, there's no such thing as a happy ending. Yeah. And you can take that and you can be like, that's a really dark thing yeah. to say. But you could also, I could see that as a very comforting a thing. A mental adjusting kind of thing. Well, right. I mean, like, because if I know that there's no true happy ending in life, then I'm totally satisfied be, right. with the you life I You won't be I set have. up for dis- disappointment right. at all times. Exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I think part of that is because, like, people see the world differently. So you could see that one statement yeah. as like in two very different ways. I right? just think there's a lot mm-hmm. of fragile people out there and to be throwing that in a Panda Express turkey, sure. what are you doing, man? Right, <laughs> but look at, what, look at what media is popular and what movies are popular yeah. and like how many movies they have had to rewrite with a happy ending yeah. for the sake of My gosh. Like, popular like right. consumption, right? Like people just won't accept it. Yeah. They don't accept it see, if it's not like... That's where I'm at with it because like, like I have consumed a
2: fair happens. amount of it and for me
0: it's sort of like,
2: you know, one thing is that when I watch a piece of content, of course it's difficult to not relate it to other things I've watched. I think that's the first right. thing you'll do, right, to kind of break it down, give it its bench line, how does it really fit in set. But then like the part that I really kind of resonate with is that if it doesn't end the way I expect it to, see, I like that a lot because it mm. gives, yeah. it's, it's kind of this all, like, little bit of a mindfuck approach, which I always enjoy, or it sort of always seems like a creative choice that um, they're deviating from the norm enough, and if it surprises me, that's what I'm really about. So I like, nice. th- like d- dense lore, of course, with sci-fi, but then if it really is... Um, structured the right way, then it normally is unpredictable as you move through and, and, and you know i 'm not much of a movie rewatcher, so I think that probably plays a big framework here like i don 't really like watching things two or three times wouldn 't watch them frequently I want them to be like one and done, resonate like you do, and move on mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of why I think I'm drawn towards ones that are just a little bit more volatile always. Gotcha. like
1: I prefer for the writers and directors to email me and ask how I would like
3: to <laughs> And fucking cut kind of that. And if that was it. every movie would have a happy ending. <laughs> true. In
0: Tony's world.
2: Yeah. Like, like I've been trying to crawl into to watch, uh, I mean, there's a couple different animes that I've been kind of interested in, mostly because I was just looking at IMDb Top 100, 200, and I'm like, why are all these animes slipping in amongst... Yeah. Godfather, Wizard of Our Dogs. I'm mean, talking huge mm. movies that are just actually timeless that I'm like, okay, I guess these sit up here in popularity. I mean, it's, of course, it's online voting, You wonder what kind of demographic they're using, yada, yada. But yeah. still, I figured I'd movies. go through and kind of cherry pick after reading some and pfft pretty impressed and I think like cowboy bebop would be the one off the top of my head that just a l- little bit of alternate ending series. probably not expected maybe a little yeah. bit expected I don't know if you've watched that style but I love the ending Fucking broke my heart. so vibe <laughs> like it's just so powerful so I, I don't know I think there's lots of power and like utility to using that kind of a thing
0: nice. yeah and I think science fiction definitely it always is kind of pushing the boundaries and I think at any any like truly good movie is well, kind that's... of pushing the boundaries and I think what it does is it it Gives you an unexpected ending in a palatable way, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Well, that's, right. Yeah, I think the idea of writing
1: a science fiction. The, the choice
2: of how they make it palatable is what I like. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Um, right. I, I feel like writing a science fiction, whether it's a novel or movie or whatever, it's like it's a really good tool to ask questions and even figure out your, the answers for yourself. Sure. Because, like, even the story that I've been throwing around with you guys, it's like it's just cool to put yourself. Like, the idea of if you could live forever, Mm -hmm. what would be the point of anything? Or if you had God-level powers, like, why would God create any kind of species? Especially if it's going to be a lesser being than himself, wouldn't you create something even greater? And it's like, even those things, what are the points of those? So it's like, it's just pulling the thread of question after question after question and all those things, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think the difference between thinking about that in the abstract, as it's just like a what if kind of question and mm-hmm. pulling that down into the, the narrative realm, I think yeah. is what makes, I think illuminates it to a whole other degree. Right. Cause I think that's where philosophy can be very dry. Yeah. And why I personally dislike like analytic philosophy because sure. it's, it's just like, basically yeah. like, I don't know. it's there's nothing. No, not real any, any real content there. It's like bare bones, almost yeah. like mathematics type yeah. of thing. And I think is that, that
2: dis- sorry, mm-hmm. go on. I was going to say, is that because it's distilled from the plot and like the choices and decision-making and not so much like, verbatim statements and like the way com- like sometimes they'll have a scene where it's like you know main characters meeting up with the you know young teacher and they go through this learning process and you see it openly like he talks about the change he's making but like a lot of times it's more like decision making and plot wise that forces that are you asking what part of the movies do you enjoy like what, what, what portion of it do you resonate more with or just all types make sense um, I think for me, because you have to you have know, a movie th- in the back of your mind you're thinking of while you're saying this, right? And so I'm sure. wondering in those examples, is it plot driven or is it? I think it depends. Well, right now, I'm thinking
0: about the movies that we've been talking sure. about um, recently, um, but I think I think when it's, I think when that's confronted with the choice. And for me, I, I very much I um, identify and like kind of subscribe to like that kind of existentialist sort of idea of like we we are radically human. and we, we make choices and we create our meaning in right. life. Um So I think any sort of movie that gives characters either autonomy or honestly where that gives the creator like where the creator makes a choice, the person who made the movie or made the book or whatever makes a choice that makes a, makes a statement you know that, that that kind of like puts forward a value yeah. right. and I think that's the part that's interesting to me and the I think the movies that really I find like very valuable are movies that are able to, like, I'm going to bring this up, I know we're going to talk about it later, Interstellar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that movie brings brings a question up and shows different perspectives of one question that characters engage with in a very human way, yeah. and you see them, have, like, struggle with Make it. Make the math, mm-hmm. do the math yeah. in their head. Yeah, and it's like, I think those are the kind of things that I find really interesting. I mean, I also love, there are also a lot of movies I love just for, like, pure pleasure, too, mm-hmm. And like those are movies that I love it and changed. would share, and <laughs>
3: and I wouldn't
0: necessarily bring up to talk about in a forum like. Yes. That. And yeah. so I think you know, there's a lot of things out there, and there's a lot that I feel like people can take from movies, and there's a lot that media does. You know, even beyond, you know, I don't think every like movie has to be groundbreaking. I don't think it has mm-hmm. to be thought provoking. I think it can also just be entertaining. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think I. I think what we can use movies and fiction for. Is a way to practice this, like interpretation, mm-hmm. and to understand that interpretation is different for everybody. Yeah, right. And I think um, have you seen the movie Stranger Than Fiction? Yes, a thousand times. I love yeah, that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. And I brought you flowers. That's a weird one. <laughs> that's a good example. I I, fucking, good I would one. like rewind moment. that scene. Just right. like I brought you well, flowers. You brought me flowers. So it's a, it's an interesting movie because within the movie, the creator is also part of the story. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I would love to talk about this movie in depth later. Yeah. but that's a movie for me personally that one. I watched as a teenager mm-hmm. when I had a very particular world view, mm-hmm. and I loved the movie and hated the ending. Mm. And like it was because my it was too perfect because because I felt like we can okay, if we talk about it in depth later that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I'm gonna say I'm as I was saying now. Yeah. When I watched watched that movie originally, (laughs) I was so upset that she didn't finish the book and kill him in the movie. I was like, because at the time, you know, I was a young, creative artist kid. And I was like, you should, you know, you should at all costs stick to your stick to your art, stick to your craft, like follow through, put that art in the world. And like it, like, it was a cop out. And like, <laughs> but it was
1: did you like ever? Did you ask yourself what you would do in her situation? Uh, I think knowing you, you would definitely fucking well, not okay, murder so yeah, the guy. But I think at the time, I was, it's the same as murdering him.
0: I was thinking you about know? it in terms of like, this is a movie, and yeah. this is making a statement about the world, yeah. and the main character should like, right. shouldn't they? Shouldn't have like made a happy ending where he gets to live yeah. and like gets to be yeah. with the person he fell in love with, and like he should like they should just like say like art is what's important in the world, yeah. you know? And that was me, <laughs> yeah, but I still yeah.
1: liked the movie. It's more important than a human life. <laughs> I,
0: I think at the time, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, that was yeah. like my worldview, right? That's like kind of what I needed. <laughs> We're not talking about the Bible. We're talking about some shitty book. that I don't this, know, but I think, I think maybe for me at the time, like I was just like, so about making my stuff. and I didn't feel really connected to anybody, yeah. you know? And I think that was what, that was a truth to me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But I still love the movie. Yeah. Like it just, it just like really engaged me in a way. And I watched it as I got older. And the more I watched it, the more I really came to love that movie and yeah. love the ending. And, like, it came to a point where, like, like, I, like that's a movie, like, I cry to sometimes, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, beautiful. like, the it. end is so beautiful because, because it's yeah. so human, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, her line at the end where it's, like, you know, if, if there was a person like that out there, like, you isn't, wouldn't, want, yeah. isn't that, wouldn't you want that person to live? Goosebumps. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and, like, she has that choice to make. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, she, I think that, and that's part of it, it's, like, she has that choice. There's a choice she makes that no, it, puts a value and a meaning out there in the universe, and, like, you can decide whether or not you agree with it, right? But, like, it is her choice, and she makes it, and she has, it, it creates meaning, yeah. right? And I think that's that's what I find interesting about fiction. I think it's what, it's what it can do, and I think that if we learn and, like, just talk about how we interpret this kind, these kinds of things and how people interpret it differently, mm-hmm. I, I think it can show us a lot about how we interpret life yeah. too. And yeah. I think that's kind of where I was wanting to go with the...
2: I guess I, if I had to like respond really directly, I think yeah. that most people, um, you know, they'll, they'll react to the piece of art and then put it in set, like I said. Like they'll try to framework it to understand. They'll think of similarities to other things. But normally there's like a transition where uh, depending on like the... The amount of like resonance that that art has with the person basically is about like the emotional relate like how much they can relate with the decision making that's taking place. Like if they can take the emotional journey of the show and really sit in the seat of what the decision making is taking place, I think there's like a level of bias that allows people to connect with the character or not, like as they show up to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, that carries so much more weight than a lot of the other things, especially when I think especially with kids in particular. Mm-hmm. I know I have, like a lot of younger siblings, that definitely see that they resonate with storytelling so much, especially if it's like. Mm-hmm an emotionally-related decision-making event where they can kind of tie to, but I think that applies to, like, all types of storytelling. I don't know if it necessarily bothers me, but I just think that that's um, a weird portion of it, and, like, a lot of the neuroscience that I've looked at kind of suggests that, too. Like, at the end of the day, like, I kind of look at a lot of experiences to kind of function like drugs. I know that's a weird way to Mm. kind of frame it, but, like, you know, every food you take, everything you touch, Mm -hmm. every choice you make at some level is affecting your chemistry. And so I think that the movies, like, you know, you could watch something more anxious, more violent, more often. You could watch, uh, there's all these different things that would really encourage your I chemistry. Certain way. I really do think of them that way. Morning. And To huh. me, th- the only tie I would make is that it's interesting to me that some people respond so much more potently to certain emotional stories, right? They have much heavier relationship and I think it actually changes their chemistry a lot more than they realize. I see it happen. Yeah. People engage with television
0: a lot more. It's, it's I interesting. I probably to stop see.
1: watching so much Family Guy. Then.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you could think of it like food. And like I've had friends who watch Requiem and like yeah. it wrecked them. Oh, I like, didn't know if for, you caught that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I said I watch it every morning. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the fucking. <laughs> no, but I think that's yeah. And I think that's that's, violin that's, yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we are deeply storytelling creatures. I mean, like yeah. so sho- socially we are. Right. Um, and that's why we have such a history of it. I think it does, it affects us, like, deeply, mm-hmm. and I think that's how people, I mean, that's what politicians even use, right, is mm-hmm. they try and tell this story to kind of get to you and kind of infect you in some way, and, and the way they're trying to manipulate you, right? Right. And I think in, in some media can be n- manipulative in that way, but I think, yeah, if you think about, it, like, ooh, that's a really good way to think about it, too, yeah. it, but in, the, like, the daily dose sort of way, you know, like... What are you consuming every day, and how is that affecting
2: people? I go a little bit deeper than that, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I look I look at everything like a drug, to be honest. I really do, because I think, like, I'll, I'll be really specific. I think, like, um, marriage, having kids, I think mm-hmm. is a very particular kind of drug. I think that Ooh. you're engaging oh, with sure. serotonin, and you're di- getting with a lot of pride systems, and you're engaging with this sort of feedback loop between both the child and you at that point, where there's, like, a huge serotonin interlay, where... Um, it's really healthy for the individual. It's mean, essentially a big potent antidepressant. i in that realm. I mean, the same thing with religion, though. I think it functions the sure. same way to certain people. And, well, um,
0: and I think this is this is getting all at this, sort of this is getting at how life let like you kind of interpret life, right? So, like you say something like you know certain experiences that you're drawn to, or certain experiences that are good for you, give you this like serotonin release or something sure. like that. And that's a way of saying that like this is this is evidence that this kind of thing is good for you. This well, kind of thing
1: is bad. But for you. not only. I mean, unhealthy habits can give you that same boost too, right? Sure. That's why you get hooked to
0: them. Right, yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, then you look at long-term effects, right? And it's yeah. all its all this, like, inter- yeah. so like, if you're just, if you're a pleasure-pain type person, like, pleasure is good, pain is bad. That's that's That used to be yeah. a way of thinking about the world. Like, mm-hmm. there are people who consider themselves, like, Epicureans. Like, they, they try and indulge that pleasure part of it because mm. that's what they believe that, like, is good in life. And there are people who would say that, like, that taking those kind of drugs are good, because they give you that sense of pleasure, and yeah. like reaching the highest ecstasy is reaching, you know, some sort of like. Spiritual Did they have heroin experience. back then? <laughs> I mean, no, not something so <laughs> potent, right? Uh, but uh, then you uh, could opium, li- <laughs> yes, <what? laughs> but but then you could, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, but then yeah, you could dial, cool. but then you could dial it back and be like, you know, long term, this is a negative thing, right? Yeah. And then you're positing a different meaning, right? Yeah. And it's like all about like, and this is what the kind of you know discussion. Too much about of a having. good thing. And it's it, this that's the like pure life interpretation, right? Sure. And I think that those are very interesting topics as well. But um, I don't want to go too long on this discussion, so we can yeah, actually that's right. get to I'm actually going to check the, oh, I just that's the video. Fine. That's but, really uh, how I think about yeah. it, to be yeah. honest with
2: you. I mean, it doesn't leave. It's really how I, I think really it. I think that's really interesting. Honestly,
0: and that's true, too. Like, I mean, all we are are like we are kind of reacting and taking in and being affected by everything, right? Mm-hmm. And the difference between us and, you know, anything else, and, mm-hmm. you know, animals are a little less so, but like just the world in general is that. We choose what we engage in most of the time, you know, and we can, and not only that, but we've gotten to the point where we create the world we live in, you know, so like we are actively choosing all these drugs we're taking, you know, drugs in any sense of the word, so, and we choose what institutions we want and, you know, we choose if marriage is something we need or if there's something else out there that can take the place of that or basically it it just becomes this thing of we are choosing what life is about, you know, Mm -hmm. and what, what life is good and what life is bad. And I think if we pay attention, you know in what you're saying is if we pay attention to everything we do, right? but I think if we also pay attention to what things we resonate with in that narrative way, I think can show us something about how we should live our life, because True. that narrative structure is something we can apply to our life mm-hmm. in a holistic sort of way. Of like I'm mostly a, just saying yeah it's, yeah
2: it's one of my biased lenses that yeah. I have trouble putting sure. down because it feels pretty crisp. I think yeah. it's, I think it yeah. does a lot. and, and it, we can
0: talk when we talk about contact, I think. Uh, could talk about that whole like kind of scientific worldview of how how mm. true it seems. Yeah, I've got a pretty yeah.
2: weird spin to think yeah. about that one because yeah. there's a lot to that. We've been talking about that one for a couple decades in this country, to be honest. That particular question. The science think, question?
0: Yeah. Mm. I think so. Well, let's let's get to it. Let's for end sure. this. Let's end this All conversation, right. and we can start the conversation on contact. Uh, okay. Well, let's jump into the discussion then. Yeah. Um, so, um, so we're talking about contact, mm. and the reason that I suggested contact um, when Tony and I were talking about discussing some movie is that i would recently watched interstellar which fascinating movie great movie um and but it really brought back my experience of watching contact and my experience of watching 2001 a space odyssey mm-hmm. and i felt like it was a good background to kind of build up to it so i feel like we could do these three kind of movies together and um i honestly felt like it'd be best to start with uh contact because probably the most palatable one yeah it's like it's it's not super old and it's like pretty straightforward like it's not as like like 2001 is a little bit like tougher to untangle um so yeah i thought contact was a good place to start Mm. people love the movie it's a pretty amazing movie um so yeah i think we can start um i think it's a good place to start maybe we can just go and each kind of summarize it in a in our own way or we want to start summarizing it and then we can add in um, just, just basic <laughs> plot stuff, and then and then we can move through. And
2: just take it right. away. I think it's kind of a simpler plot, to be honest, okay. if you don't mind. I mean, I, I think I'd probably disagree. I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, so basically, it's, it's about this character, Ellie, um, uh, and you see her as a young girl at first with her dad, who kind of supports her very curious mind, mm-hmm. very interested in communication and science, clearly like a very intelligent child. Um, and... Uh, when she's older, I'm not sure if you find out later or not. What that her dad dies. you find out that? Later, uh, right? It's probably like twenty percent through the movie. Okay, or 15%. not right at the beginning. Yeah, um, fairly in the beginning, but not. But you find out she's really into communication as a child, even. And then, um, you know, you see her when she's older, and she's working at Arecibo, the uh, big yeah. radio telescope in Puerto Rico, that has since collapsed. Which we were just talking about. Um, which, is shame, which is a shame. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Are they rebuilding that? Or is uh, it, is I don't much? know if they have the money to. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be one of like it used to be the biggest radio yeah. telescope um, in the world. Takes a minute. Yeah.
2: Takes a moment <laughs> to <it>. I think it's <laughs> the problem.
0: Um, and she's working there, and you find out that she's maybe they'll get a signal to build a better one from aliens. <laughs> on how, on how <laughs> yeah. to build a better one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how will they receive yeah. a signal? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's, that's fucking true. <laughs> um. So you find out she's there to research um, or to work on communication with ex- intelligent life in the universe. Yeah. Um, and you find out she clashes with the kind of scientific world around her. Um, Fucking Drumlin. Characters like Drumlin. That's, that's how you say his name, right? I think I, so, yeah. I, I can, yeah. 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 Who she worked with or worked for. I think um, in the past she worked for. Yeah. And then... And he thinks she's wasting her time. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, piece of shit. And he is like, he kind of works in the government now, I think. He, he's yeah. a very political character. Yeah, um, He works in the government and kind of controls the funding or the oh, a- ability for her to use the telescope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cuts her funding because she thinks she, he thinks she's wasting her time and wasting money. Yeah. And he thinks that science should be uh, practical and a- applicable mm-hmm. like, immediately. Um, so she gets private funding. Yes, so she gets together. And then, and then she gets private funding from a really rich tech
3: guy. Yeah. From what you can, yeah. do what he can Engineer. tell. Engineer. Really like eccentric
0: yeah. seeming person. Who's dying. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, who you is, dying. Find he's out a, is he's dying. He's old. Later. Yeah. yeah. Um, to work at the very large array in New Mexico. And right before, you know, they're working there for several years, I think, at that time. Yeah. And Four right years. before they're about to be shut down again from the government, they receive this signal. Um, that they verify as from um, an extraterrestrial yeah. all prime source. numbers yes and it's a prime it's a signal of prime numbers so a mathematical symbol that couldn't occur naturally yeah. so they, they take that as proof that it's um, intelligent intelligent life yeah. out there somewhere um, and then there's a lot of like kind of jockeying for kind of like national security once it becomes like this like yeah. who gets to spearhead yeah. all of so what happens it, next. the government gets brought in, Drumlin comes back and like tries to take over the program basically. And then there's like the national security guy who's involved who basically is just like really upset with her because she's like made this an international thing yeah. immediately. Yeah. And from her perspective, as a scientist, that's a what scientist, you do. Yeah. yeah. She's, let, she's let trying let to coordinate as much as possible. And plus they need the telescopes from around the entire world to yeah. continue recording the signal. Um, so there's a lot of political stuff going on. Um, I'm going to gloss over that for now. And then um, they start to decode this message, which at first is just prime numbers, but then they realize it's interlaced with um, different Digital. messages as well. And yeah. the first message they, they decode is Hitler, a television is broadcast yeah. of Hitler um, uh, opening the Olympic Games. Yeah. Um, and at first, like, there's like, you know, a shock about yeah. it. Um, which is,
1: it's, it's factual that that was the first broadcast, right. Right. but it's also trippy. Isn't that yeah, weird to think about? It's so about. cool yeah. that he included that in yeah. the story, which is it's one of the notes I made. It's that in terms of sending out radio signals, I, th- I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but because of, like the speed of the light is a constant, so all of all of our signals are like a chronological order of everything we've ever broadcasted, right. you know, which is kind of cool. You can almost see the progression of the human race through time, through our broadcast. Yeah, there. which yeah. is trippy, that is super kind of weird, yeah.
0: But yeah, that is—it's kind of an accident of history that that's like that was our that's first message. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That left the Earth, yeah. you know, in any sort of way. Um, but then they find out within that as well that there is another message um, with coded encoded, in. encoded yeah. in that that signal. Yeah. Um, that it's over true. time they slowly decipher with help from the mystery tech guy.
1: And it just said, smoke. <laughs> like
0: the Simpsons.
1: Buy tobacco. Oh. Smoke. The,
0: the, the, like, yeah. uh, the, the, the mall or something? I don't know. Uh, I just remember like yeah. subliminal,
1: they would include <laughs> it in movies. It'd just be like, in the middle, in like a millisecond in a frame, it'd just be like, smoke. Sorry That's how it feels though.
0: <laughs> um... Yeah, they find they start to decipher the message, and they find out that it's a schematics for some sort of machine. Yeah. And there's more political jockeying. Figure out what, how, who's going to build the machine, who's going to fund it, who's in charge yeah. of the project, um, and all the time that uh, Ellie is is kind of competing with Drumlin as like the lead of this project because that was the most she was the one that was passionate movie. about the project. Yeah. and He's kind of come in now that it's actually you know yeah. something's actually come from it. Um, and over time, they figure out that it seems like it's some sort of transport, or yeah. somebody somebody's going to be inside this machine when it goes off, or it, when it does its thing. And there's this um, committee that's uh, formed to kind of pick the person that's going to mm-hmm. go inside of it. And all along, I keep forget I did forgot to add this in. All along, there's this other character, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, yeah. uh, Palmer Joss. Who is a religious man, um, kind of a religious thinker. He's not like yeah. a priest necessarily. Right. Uh, but he has, a, he has a he's relationship. He's a man of cloth without the cloth. <laughs> he, has <what> they said. <laughs> he has a romantic relationship with yeah. Ellie in the beginning of the movie, and yeah, she kind of blows him She gives off. it up easy. Yeah. She kind of <laughs> uses him, and he's kind of invested in her, clearly yeah. wants to be with her. Yeah. Um, but she when she leaves Puerto Rico, she doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah. But he ends up coming back into her life when. He has like skyrocketed himself to fame through his book yeah. um, and his reflections on technology and how technology is like, kind of led to the downfall. It's si- leading to the downfall of civilization in certain ways. He wants this return to like seeking of truth. He even says, yeah. But there is this religious like drumbeat throughout the movie. Oh of how, yeah. Like um, yeah. there's the religious implications of what's going on and the religious pushback against the scientific like. I think it's because Carl
1: Sagan was. Very aware of those that you know, yeah. and then also it's probably another way to get those kind of people interested in the movie and the book, sure. you know.
0: Yeah, um, so there's this committee involved, and this guy Palmer Joss is um on the committee, so she mm-hmm. knows him and is kind of involved with him, and she kind of has this semi romantic relationship yeah. with him still. She s his D, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it's probably>
3: <laughs> I just thought it was funny, it's like it was
1: a little bit incestuous because it's like awful waste of space and then it's like dad (laughs) well yeah i mean there's probably some deep stuff going on she's got some daddy issues
0: (laughs) um so yeah so there's this committee involved he's involved with picking the person um, and he's clearly conflicted about whether or not he should pick her because he feels a little conflicted about yeah. his job and his role, and he ends up sort of tanking her opportunity like by pointing by ass. pointing out the yeah. fact that she's an atheist. I, I couldn't tell if that was truly
1: because he felt she didn't represent everybody or if he was, like, selfishly, like, I don't want her to die. I mean,
0: I think he's a pretty honest guy when you come yeah. through. I mean, I, in terms of him being the, like, the religious um, kind of yeah. voice in there, I think he's pretty even keel and, like, a... Very, like, authentic character um, when it comes. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, he says in the end that he did it because he wanted her to stay. Oh, d- oh yeah. okay. I fell asleep. for both oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so she loses the opportunity. Dremlin gets the opportunity to go. Uh, but while they're testing the machine, a religious zealot – yeah. Um suicide bombs the machine and destroys it. Basically mm. one of the dum dums of our race. Like,
1: yeah. no, it's bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, somebody who's just God good. super concerned about <laughs> what the people are doing. And yeah. he's
0: like obviously the fringe religious person, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he ends up killing Drumlin and destroying the machine that's been the most satisfying moved. part in the movie. Right. Fucking really? taken out, that piece of shit. The whole machine like, is destroyed. Take t- Everybody's kind of reeling. They don't think they're gonna yeah. rebuild the machine. Yeah. Um, and then she finds out from the mysterious tech guy that's been financing yeah. her all along, that he has built a second secret machine because he yeah. bought Drone- the Bronson?
2: Japanese I'm throwing that as the name? I think uh, I, something
0: like that. Hanlon? Okay. Hanlon? He's, he's a Bronson-esque character. Yeah. Bronson. Right. <laughs> yeah. Action Bronson? No,
1: no. Yeah. No, uh, what's... a? Uh, oh, uh, who's the space guy? Isn't that Bronson? <laughs> that's Dr. Bronson, my bad.
2: Oh, I don't know. I'm throwing that. I'm I'm trying to make a guess the name. I can't remember. I don't
1: the ultra-rich, white dude, long blonde hair? Isn't he Bronson?
2: Uh, I... The gentleman who had cancer, who was funding the thing from space yeah. to k- you know, keep him alive, to do this uh, whole pro- sorry, him, but I'm not his Bronson. I think his
0: thing. name is Hamlin. Yeah, My bad. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I think it is. But oh, it oh, oh space. this is a real person. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Bronson. Doing. I don't
1: know. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's probably not really Bronson. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. He was the no. he was the Virgin Mobile guy. Then he transitioned. Oh, yeah. What was his yeah. name? That mm-hmm.
0: entrepreneur. I don't know who his name is. I think I think it might be Bronson. I could be wrong. Anyway, okay. Continue. Yeah. So that guy Hamlin or whatever his name is, right, has built. He he acquired the Japanese company that was building the secret second machine in japan and he basically picks her and she was kind of the second runner-up anyway so he picks her to she's going to be the person that's actually going to use the machine yeah well he was watching from the start so i bet she was his first pick to begin with yeah i mean i think he's really infatuated with her yeah i mean like even in the scene in the boardroom where she gets the funding he's he's the one that chooses to he's like to it out. would be an awful waste of space <laughs> you <laughs> feeling
1: the anything line. there that's, that's the like line. her trigger like a undercut like a sleeper agent. <laughs> like that's how you get her to sleep with
0: you <laughs> it would be an awful waste of space
3: <laughs> uh, so
0: she she gets to be the one that goes in the machine um and does anything happened before she gets gets to go no she kind of talks with palmer joss yeah. Before she goes, and he tells her that um, the reason that he kind of cho- he did he says he did think that she didn't represent humanity, but really yeah. he just wanted her to stay. Yeah, because he and he brings up Einstein's special relativity and how she would be gone for, you know, fifty years Earth time, yeah. but only four years her time if she was able if she was traveling. It's interesting though. I think she would
1: probably be the best candidate, and I think Carl Sagan wrote a lot of himself into her character. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I think if yeah. if I could choose anybody to ever be our representative, it would probably be Carl Sagan, you
0: know? If you could bring him back. Yeah, Yeah.
1: maybe they could. (laughs) Uh, We sent instructions to rebuild Carl Sagan (laughs) so he can meet with us. (laughs) We got his
3: (laughs) messages. Uh,
1: We watched Contact. It was pretty dope. It gave us the idea. We're doing it.
0: Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so he kind of talks to her about how he wanted her to stay, and she is just so willing to leave, as she was kind of willing to leave everything behind anyway yeah. for the sake of the, the mission. Um, she ends up going through the machine, and she, from her perspective, she travels through a series of wormholes toward the center of yeah. the galaxy, and when she encounters the life on the other end, it's in the vision of her dad yeah. on a beach that she drew as a kid. Um, and they basically tell her that um, they've heard their message, mm-hmm. and this is how it works, is they reach out to civilizations that talk to them and bring them into the fold of this yeah. galactic society, yeah. basically. Um, but she doesn't know what they really look like. She doesn't know what, really anything yeah. about their civilization. Um, they just they tell her that this is the first step in kind of bringing humanity in. Yeah. And not every... Not every civilization that Next contacts them. Next time you'll them. get the jacket. What's that? Next time you'll get the jacket. Yes, right. part of the club. <laughs> and know. they'll take your yeah, picture and you yeah. get the membership card. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but not every civilization that contacts them even gets brought there. Like, not every yeah. civilization makes it that far. But mm-hmm. that's the first step. Um, and they send her back without any sort of proof uh, or anything to, like, kind of prove that she yeah. was there. And, in fact, when she gets back, she finds out that even though she feels like she's been gone for 18 hours... Yeah. She has basically passed Just through instantaneously, yeah. and it seems like nothing has happened. And there's a big trial, or not trial, but there's a big hearing um, mm-hmm. with the national security guy who seems like James he has political Woods. ambitions. He's and, so like, aggressive the whole he fucking is, yeah, He is, yeah. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically attacks her saying that nothing really happened, and everything she's saying about her experience was false. Um and there's no evidence of what happened and gets her to admit that basically without evidence, she can't say that anything for sure happened. Yeah. And she yeah. basically admits that there is no proof and that everything she says must be taken on faith. Yeah.
1: Which brings it back to the whole religious
0: aspect. Yeah. yeah. So and then in the end, afterward, um, you get this moment between her and Palmer, Palmer. Joss. Yeah. And everybody's interested in what he thinks because he's like you, bitch! I told you. Yeah, and yeah, he gets, he, you know, several times throughout the movie, he's he's like he he kind of sees like yeah. oh like she's kind of encountering things that yeah. I experience as a, yeah. a religious person. Yeah. Um, well, there's that whole scene. Do you love your dad? Prove it. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is also a very interesting scene yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, um, in the end of the movie, though, um, people are yeah people are interested in what he's thinking as she he walks her to the car and asks what he thinks, and he says that. Her and him have the same search for truth yeah. within their field, and that he believes her. You know, which he's is probably to the take most that on faith.
1: direct point of the entire movie. Which is like, we're all searching for questions. It's just some find it through science, some find it right. through religion, right. some kind of meld the two, which yeah. she kind of does towards the end. And, even and though yeah. it's and in her hearing,
0: yeah. she says the only evidence she has is the experience. Like, wow. this, this experience of something greater than herself that she yeah. wishes she could share with everybody yeah. but has no way of doing so, Which right? if you put those, you could take those words and put it into a religious person's mouth. That totally, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then there's one scene at the end where she's, uh, maybe years later, where she's at the array, and she's she's not really this, like, really intense zealot anymore yeah. about science or anything. These kids are there, and they ask her if there's possibly life on other planets. She asks the kid what he thinks, and mm. he says, "I don't know." And yeah. she says, "That's a very good answer." Yeah, um, and I think it kind of fades out from there. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good wrap up of the. Yeah, that was that was pretty ex-
1: <laughs> exactly how it
0: went. It was probably a, a bit too long, but that, no, that um, was good. That um, was kind of, but it
1: does fun. it does bring up a lot of fucking questions.
0: It does the whole yeah yeah. Um, just, so I don't. Know, do you guys maybe you guys can go over your just initial reactions to them to the movie? Sure. Um Well, uh, we talked
1: earlier. That fucking movie resonates with me so well because. I always imagine myself like, uh, even even the visuals of her like in the little pod like it's so fucking surreal and dreamy, and um, yeah I don't I, I think we're all asking are we fucking alone like hmm. you know and it's it's probably pretty pretty evident that we're not you know yeah because um, like mean, even the the whole it's waste of space kind of right. is it's fucking almost
0: as close to infinite as we can yeah. imagine and she goes through the argument of. How many stars there are, even in our galaxy, and if a yeah. million of, if one like, in a million, you know, if one in a million of those had planets, right. and just out of those, a million of those had intelligent life, there would be
1: literally millions of civilizations out there, right? Yeah, yeah, and so so the odds are, and that's whole what Drake, the, where the, the, drake the fuck equation. are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the the whole point, the one of the guys said uh, the Drumlin, he was like, there's either life out there, but it's so far away that we'll never reach it. Or there's nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's probably true too. And that's why it drives me nuts when people are like, aliens, man. They've been here. They reconstructed our society. They encoded us with the alien DNA. So we went from chimps to them. am like, yeah, probably not. Probably (laughs) not. It's the whole fucking um, uh, Occam's razor. It's like, Mm -hmm. simplest answer is probably the right one. And that is probably, we're never going to see them. I I think that's the most likely thing. It's just space is too big. And that's what makes me almost, <laughs> this is going a little left turn, but it's almost what makes me think of uh, why we would be in a simulation. Hmm. Like a simulation would be mostly empty. It's like, it's like in um, certain games, it's like it only loads as you approach each spot. Right. So it's like I could imagine like those are like peripheral things that they put in place that we could see, but we'll never actually get there. So they don't actually have to load that. There infinite. is no yeah. existence beyond our yeah. perception, and then because everything else is so far out of reach, the mm-hmm. closest thing we have is Mars, right? So I think if, if, if we were a simulation, we would put something that's kind of accessible to make us feel like we're doing something, but
0: everything else is literally out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to uh, talk about that in a couple ways. So first <laughs> yeah. of all, I think there is a real idea that like nothing exists outside of perception, and basically yeah. before human perception, there there was nothing in the sense that it was kind of just chaos yeah and it wasn't until things were able to perc- or not even human perception any sort of perception at all once perception was there then things actually existed in uh, the way we understand things yeah existing.
1: well it's weird to think that before any life everything was still here it's right. just there's no there's no nothing for that to bounce off and somebody does experience accept it. it there's yeah. no
0: experience
3: yeah. way.
2: In my understanding like the way that we see like the distance is measured by the light or radiation at this mm. point so we have that's kind of our maximum reach so there's like a microwave background and that's kind of how we assume there's this range but it's just like one framework we don't really i mean that's what i'm yeah. kind of wondering too is how that gets mm. pushed but the strangest thing to me about this movie is that it resonates way better i think like one i'd point out would be like like district nine kind of Pushed me the wrong direction just hmm. because it's so. You really rad- like that movie. It's right? good, really? but it's just. I, I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. sorry to pull out another one yeah, in relation, I but I think it's, it's a good, good example of like, uh, probably a good interpretation of how humans would respond to another species being involved. But uh, it's like just kind of depressing to be honest, just to watch that all play out that way. It, to me, yeah, yeah, it just I would have higher hopes for humanity, even though I probably don't deep down. I, th- I don't <laughs> think that would go mm-hmm. much differently, but like in this movie, what I think is interesting is it's kind of. Really resonates with like the Carl Sagan's mode of um, at least during the time you know, a lot of people were worried about space funding. How do we mm. get people to go and, and go and study this? And so a yeah. lot of people thought that good pictures. Hubble telescope at that time was put yeah. up there, and so all that was kind of in this big push to kind of get this interest in space. And then Sagan's idea is that like you know you you see the the finiteness of the universe. You see how small we are in this rock. You see like the you know expanse, the chance civilians, yada yada. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a change of mind where you you know, the consciousness shift that he kind of suggests that she has in the movie, right? Like, specifically her goes through this radical consciousness shift, which, I what do you think? Do you think that's real? Do you think that, you know, maybe, did you, I mean, did you see the big blue rock uh, when you were younger and you were you just blown away? I mean, how the, how ha, much yeah. of space pictures have, have, you know...
0: Oh, I think... It, Get giving you the get, I
2: mean, what's what gets you going about that? It, I think I does think it if everybody, with you? I think
0: if everybody could actually have that experience of seeing Earth from the outside, right, different, then it would really affect oh, them yeah. in a real way. I think For seeing sure. pictures. I think maybe now at this point we're a little desensitized because we really didn't know what the Earth looked like. at us you know maybe in history when there was there wasn't I, that perspective. We didn't even know about other galaxies till like hundred years ago. Sure, like yeah. we we thought this was
1: it. A fucking hundred years ago, bro. <laughs> That's cr- all of this is brand new. And in terms of how it affects, you know, like the image and stuff, it just made me think. Um, I was thinking about this earlier when you were summarizing the movie. She's um, it, it shows her as a bright kid, and her dad like kind of uh, pushes that and he you, you know nurtures that. it's like it just shows that like if you start at a young age and give kids practical uh, knowledge of how things really work, they take a natural interest. And you can
0: what would she have been like if her dad wasn't so sure. you know on well. The, so yeah here's a, so I, I've heard this uh, Carl Sagan say because um, he was personally really interested in mm-hmm. the search for extraterrestrial life yeah and he said he said one of two things would happen either we would find like intelligent life elsewhere and it would radically change everything we would be we would join a galactic mm-hmm. community for, and it would change history forever that's yeah. one possibility or we would never contact anybody and we would realize how unique how special and how yeah. fragile our existence is yeah. And he said either way it's a win-win that was like either, <laughs> that was almost um, a brighter version of what the other of what said. Yeah, said, right yeah, yeah. yeah and for i think for him he i think he was a very optimistic person and yeah. i think his take on alien, i think kind of what he wanted to do with contact was give a positive optimistic view of alien life because mm-hmm. i think the the popular mindset is like Aliens as monsters, yeah, right? Well, and I think he, if they're
2: here, they're here for resources. Is right, the idea, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that makes it could make some
0: sense. No, it makes no fucking well, sense at I all. Well, they wouldn't I will come, never,
1: I will so, die on that hill. It makes no fucking sense for them to come here for fucking resources. They have infinite resources if they can get here. Right? Okay, and like, I think,
0: but I think so. I think simple as that. This is where like the scientist view diverges from the worldview of the common person because Mm -hmm. common people experience the world as a very struggling existence right and if for most of our history like outsiders always meant that like there was a clash there was a war right yeah so that's a world project that on I think that's a world you people have right and this is that part of that interpretation thing where I think people think about aliens and they think about what that means and they just project their own experience onto it and I think someone like Carl Sagan is optimistic in the way that Ellie voices of like if there's an intelligent species out there, like they made it through this chaotic, yeah. chaotic time, mm-hmm. right? And like they have to be more intelligent. Well, they yes, say like, they yeah, they you, you'll ha- ha- how did you just do ho- it? How Hawking did you get really so far and not blow yourself up? Right. You know.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. I just know Hawking really pushed that narrative, right? That was an idiot. <laughs> I'm, <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, I know. I know. Yeah, I dare was, I yeah. Even suggest. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that like his idea is that they would be militant in some pretty radical way, and I think that there's like a that lot of there's a real good logic train to it because if you know, it's all about incentive for the species, so uh, if they're going to veer off track or even come, they just have no incentive to be here, and then th- the minute that they would would that's be... That's so not true. What, what Plus, incentive do we have to well,
1: study sea creatures? There's right? a lot yeah, of,
2: like, a, there's like a Darwinian argument, right, where he just kind of says a lot of species, I mean, we're basically on this kind of pyramid of, you know, animals that are just mm-hmm. constantly vying and revying, and that's how kind of this whole Darwinian evolution moves forward. But because of that, like... Um, I mean, the same would apply, like, with all t- forms of life and how they sort of scrutinately evolve. I well, mean, they, th- they could d- decide as a society to, like, you know, transcend those principles. But then that, that argument's that most of the time, like, if a society probably came to full completion, then they would probably decide uh, yeah, kind of to cool never thing. leave, like, whatever <laughs> that means. But, like, but the idea would be that, like... <laughs> they wouldn't leave their planet right they'd want to take the most care of it possible and like if that's truly about that no. place in the universe and understanding it fully that that's actually where it would go they would just stay probably be hyper-religious mm. and try to be as like if uh, they had a complete if they were if they were because like well yeah. the idea is if they like take this cosmology like there's sort of like cosmic approach to everything where it's just like the universe is the the greatest like the galaxies uh, you know the, the one like a true line of it all then I think that they I wouldn't they would want to. Home. They wouldn't want to affect it at all. They wouldn't mm. want to. Bullshit. You know, if they, if they treat mm. it like the bullshit. perfect bullshit. sort of you know orchestra that it is, then yeah, I think they just would try yeah, to be right. a part of it. You know, be harmonious. It's about curiosity with the whole thing. and adventure. That's
0: well, what it is. One of the other make more sense. To that point, though, like, why are humans trying to leave Earth now? Mm. Uh, Resources. Well, we say right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not dumb. Because yeah, no. what I'm because we it. fucked up this world,
1: right? And, I think. Like, I think that's secondary. I think really? primarily Have you it's curiosity and heard about the gold and platinum adventure. asteroid they're, I mean, <laughs> they're looking at? Like it's, it's, I, okay. I think five for
2: quadrillion dollars in today's dollars.
1: Is the I, 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 okay. Thing. For the people actually doing it, I would say, yeah, it's probably, you know, like Elon, we need a second backup plan. But for, if you were to ask anybody, why would you want to go to space? They would not say, well, cause we need a backup. Plan. They would say, cause it's amazing. And the most amazing adventure anybody could ever possibly go on. Mm. And I think
0: that's primary. I mean, I think, I, I'm very sympathetic to the optimistic point of view and I think that's I think it's just as just as feasible, obviously, mm-hmm. that, that any advanced civilization would be enlightened in some way. But I, I do find more interesting and more real, and that's because of my human experience, the stories mm-hmm. like District Nine and the stories like um mm-hmm. you've ever seen any the expanse series? Mm-hmm. This like mm-hmm. that any sort of expansion kind of leads to more of the same right. stuff that we have going on mm-hmm. of this kind of oppression and like, you know, most of the people struggle. You yeah. know, but what life. kind of people are we sending into space? They're usually
1: very rational, like astronauts. You, you there, I, I doubt there's a lot of warmongering astronauts out there. You know.
0: So are you saying that the people that contact us from an alien civilization would necessarily be the most intelligent and, like, best of their species? Or do you think the whole species would be, like, a benevolent, huh. good species? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question.
1: Um, I just think... It, it's the whole question they talked about, why would we... It, go to it if we were studying a, a microbes why would we just want to squash them out for no reason and then he's like the guy was like well would you have any feelings about squashing out yeah. some microbes like, well, yeah. So, How would you feel that, so that that's there's that question but i think any alien species like us would find that life on any other in any other place in the universe is so rare and special that they would want to preserve it and i think also any war-hungry, overly aggressive civilization, they're probably more likely to blink themselves out of existence. So by the time you get to the point where you can evolve enough to go discover, you're probably a bit more civilized to begin with. And also, if you can find out how to travel across the great distance of space, you're probably hyper-intelligent. Like, the whole AI thing is, like, exponentially... Mm-hmm. Growing intelligence, like th- that's why they always say whoever creates the first real AI is going to have a leg up on everybody because it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow in an intelligence. And it's like, what comes of that intelligence? Is it just dominate everything, or is there like
2: a serenity that
1: comes right. with? Does it ultimate turn the whole knowledge? Paperclips? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> uh,
2: my my two favorite parts about the movie, by far, before we get too too way off, is like Drum the. The actual machine itself, Mm -hmm, really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it obviously has like a lot of lure to it. Um, And then I think the, um, I actually really enjoyed the bridge itself. I thought the animation was great. Especially if he was saying it was made in 1997. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, well done. Okay, fair enough. I I think that actually kind of stays. Like it doesn't age that poor. I actually thought it would be, because I didn't know when exactly it was made. I would say like early 2000s for sure, but. It didn't really have that feel other than like uh, some of the, like, the more communicative scenes, but the, the animation for that was actually really crisp. Yeah, it's I thought that was bummer. super good.
3: Well,
1: it, you know, I was thinking it'd be really interesting if you could find a way to bridge contact with Interstellar, because Matthew McConaughey's in both. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could find a way, like, Interstellar, oh, oh, Interstellar is just part two. <laughs> yeah. They just decided to contact Matthew this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, but it, it, it is a bummer that I feel like if we could find a way to create a wormhole, or I think it was called, like, an Einstein-Rosen bridge or whatever. Uh, I bet it would rip us to shreds if we actually tried to go through one. Yeah, yeah. we don't know anything that yeah. would happen, right? Yeah. That. It's kind of like going into a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so, it's, like, the most <gasps> beautiful Stargate's thought ever. Stargate's
2: written off it, and there's all the conspiracy papers <sighs> and stuff. We've been talking about it for a while. I think yeah. it's an interesting idea. I think it's, I mean, there's, like... A variety of series that are right like, off the idea of a Stargate existing on the planet. I think it's wild. Absolutely. Like a real one, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like a naturally right. controlled by government, one? hidden oh. behind closed doors, like yeah. that kind of a thing. No way. Uh, but I mean, you know, no. it,
1: it, to me, it's like a 0% people think crazier <laughs> things than that. Let's be fair. So yeah. I think that's sort of just like a I think a that's
2: underestimating. i is a thought provoking exercise. Yeah. If anything, I think those kinds of ideas are sort of like uh, designed as sort of hedge, like they're, they're hegemony. Like I think they're sort of a deterrent in some sense. Like, um. It turns you, out
1: there is one and one guy just uses it like if you just keep
2: throwing if you just keep throwing like a hundred things at the wall that we're doing wild behind the scenes with money nobody can watch yeah. and just pretend like it's all there like yeah. it's not like well for one it's like huge dissuasion right it's like really strategic to some degree where you just have the like people think tons of narratives sorry. out well it's right. just it's impossible to like interpret it all plus it probably waste time of other countries etc like it, mm. it's all pretty strategic I think to some degree I know I it mean, sounds dumb
0: but I, I mean honestly I I'm, I'm always skeptical of humans really being able to cons conspire or keep anything secret yeah. um you know that's that's really truly meaningful um, mm. especially if it can be exploited in some other Terry way pulls
2: it off occasionally though but i don't know that's that's a tough one because like what about what about spy planes out of like russian war i would say would be like the best example from the cold war i mean we really didn't know for 20-25 years yeah. that it even existed and it won us the war i mean i think that's probably the cleanest example hmm. is black hawk um but there's a couple of the ones like that where it just totally makes sense that we would keep the tool on the tool shelf and wouldn't tell you about it yeah, it's I so much I, I
1: kind of I do think it is really fucking hard for to keep a conspiracy to get, like a genuine one together, but also I do think that if if we did come across some kind of alien thing, they would definitely keep it under wraps. <laughs> for for, for, it,
2: for anything like I just think for like military defense, it would actually be one of the yeah. few things it would be justified for. But hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it does I feel like uh, pose
1: a lot of threat? I feel like I I hope if there is aliens, it's straight up. One for one, exactly like Paul. Paul, <laughs> fucking Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
0: um. I hope they keep us honest. Yikes! <laughs> 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 Someone needs to. Uh, but yeah, I, um, going back to Ellie's perspective though. So Carl Sagan had a very optimistic view of aliens, and like the, the, and Ellie does too. But I think I would say you know his one of two possibilities. I think he was really willing, able, to really willing and able to accept both of those possibilities and i think he really was a humanitarian in a way that he really did believe that like talking palmer i'm talking about Cossack. Cossack. Okay. Um, like he did see the world as a very precious like thing yeah. and he in his like scientific thinking yeah. he he saw us all connected in a way that n- no culture really does um,
1: and it's weird because that is like a form of spirituality and it's oh, probably totally. the most genuine right. but we fucking overshadow it with all this fucking well, eating body of some dead
0: Jewish guy. Like, but, Jesus but I, Christ. I think, I think for, oh, literally shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was so unintentional. But <laughs> I, I, I do think while well, Carl Sagan is like that kind of epitome of altruistic scientific yeah. mind, I think Ellie, the character of Ellie, is more of a hyper-rational scientific yeah. minded person. And I She's think her search spectrum. I think <laughs> I think her search for extraterrestrial. I don't think she would have been okay if we never found anybody. I feel like uh, there was something deeply yeah. psychological for her. She would have always about, been I think there was a very religious belief for her. Oh, yeah. Like she needed a higher power. Yeah, I think that's why I think that's why she well, that's, really well, the moms, that was the Mom question. was
2: passed away at the start, right? Yeah, right? And then one of the questions she asks when she's laying there is can we talk to mom? Yeah. Right. right. Oh, and so it's and when her cu- dad dies cute immediately. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously they bring that forward. It seems like well, I mean the, the conversation from the being that she meets there is that we thought this would be the easiest way for, to interact with you, right? Just use mm-hmm. overlaying like four deep memories. I think also your dad's still dead. <laughs> 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 By the way, I'm not him. But, uh, <laughs> We love you sort of. <laughs> I don't know it's a weird weird attitude but but it was it I was, liked it though. It was interesting
1: they said uh, Palmer or whatever he was like do you think we created god so we wouldn't feel so small and alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the reason she was so dead set on finding something too because she felt right. small and alone. Oh, mm-hmm. totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think feeling and th- and even the alien in the end to her says that the only way we've been able to like feel less alone in this world is by finding other Uh, civilizations right right. which is exactly why we want to find
1: other civilizations so it's like i think he was projecting what an alien race would be like because
0: that's that's why we want to find aliens but are we fucking alone right and i think i think again like his version of alien is is like the hyper scientific like altruistic sort of minded um, kind of person um but i think for i think it i think it was different for ellie i think for her i mean at least the way i interpreted it It just seemed for her that it was it was more of like this kind of religious spiritual thing that she felt a lack in the world and wasn't able to accept being alone and like needed to find and in in her own scientific way of thinking right she needed to reach out that's it blew my mind that she was so kosher
1: with meeting drumlin when he was about to go off i would have ripped his eyeballs out like you piece of shit I started this. You called me a moron. Then when I find some real shit, you fucking hijacked the shit. I would have stabbed him in his sleep. Then I would (laughs) have resurrected him and stabbed him again. Like that is the most bullshit thing anybody could do. But it also happened quite a bit during that time with women in scientific fields and all that stuff. So that was probably a very intentional thing. I think part of it was her her
0: personality of like, she was so rational that she saw no reason to engage emotionally that with the world. That was unrealistic to me. Okay. I would have ripped his eyeballs out. But she was shoved, pretty cold. I would have ripped his balls cold, out, the whole time, shoved him right? down his throat. Mm-hmm.
1: You're talking about meeting an alien race, the most magical, incredible thing that any human mm-hmm. could ever do, mm-hmm. and someone just takes that from you,
0: chop his balls off, yeah. straight up.
2: Well, they layer faith terminology to the whole movie to oh, give certainly. it that yeah. kind of – vibe it's good that way I think
0: I mean honestly that was one of the things that resonated for me most when I watched Contact the first Mm -hmm. time actually the first thing when I watched Contact and I said said this to my partner when I watched it with Clementine is that I I experienced that as a very anticlimactic movie Um, and I think it was I I had to like reflect on it before I realized kind of the grand nature of it right because I think for me I was like expecting to see aliens and I was expecting to like kind Mm -hmm. of know more about the other civilization to like know more of the unknown I think it is a very human movie because yeah. it, it everything's kind of reflected back on the main characters, right? Um, so it took me time to like realize that like the climax is this, you know, the f- is for it's it's a historical moment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The historical moment of the first contact, contact. with yeah. uh, an an extraterrestrial species, right? Yeah. I think one of the. I just imagine yeah. the Family Guy when he's talking about like
1: movies who say the name of the movie. Uh, he's like, oh, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what like-
2: looks like we just made.
1: Into the camera. Contact. That's <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You're
2: good. I think there's like a, a pressure, or at least there's sort of this quip used in like religious, uh, dogma where they kind of just suggest that you know you're human, like you can't understand the framework, like no matter mm-hmm. how it goes. And so I think that, uh, sci-fi can kind of spoof on that nature and sort of actually sort of sit alongside the religion in the way that it fu- mm-hmm. kind of functions because. I don't know. I've, I've kind of been spun that a couple times, you know, when I've asked questions when I was younger, being raised like a Protestant kid or whatever around the c- Catholic thing. And um, it, it sort of looks at it like, you know, that the, the all knowing, omnipotent, omniscient sort of person would not sort of engage with us in that sort of modality. So it makes sense that. Why like, are you asking
1: questions, kid?
3: Like, that's exactly that. Basically, like, <laughs> you
2: go to the bridge, it comes back, he's like, you wouldn't understand anyways, sort of thing. And you're all just like, okay. Mm. that's inc- sort of uh, the whole yeah, tone. It's like, incredible how much
1: they gaslight you when you're a kid. Think into thinking you're crazy, like asking rational questions. Be like, wait, so he died, came back to life. How does that work? Also, he's dead now, but he's not dead. He went there, and we eat him every Sunday. Why is that? And they're like, just, you know, that's, it's forgotten. It's like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Right,
0: but yeah, and in, in religion, they have, the, it, in, oh, well, in Catholic religion, I've that's just all I know. Is they have the whole mysteries, right? There's the mysteries, willing of, ignorance. Yeah, that's what I would. Well, call it. well, yeah, but I think I think science experiences something similar with uh, when it encounters the unknown. There are yeah. mysteries in science as well. I think the idea of science, but is I that think we, the know, is we know more and more over time. But There's also, an we assumption don't that you can't know it all. That's all really. Yeah,
1: a, yeah but yeah, the yeah, difference sure. between the two it comes is that from religion. science doesn't fill the holes with made up shit to try to make sense of it. We say currently we just don't understand that spot. You know? Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I, I think the like. These days, the like religious terminology and trying to justify everything is pretty—I um, don't know—it's it's pretty futile. Like, and obviously, like it's not—it's not even the same project anymore, yeah. right? But I think mm-hmm. the character Palmer Joss is a more enlightened religious figure mm-hmm. in that he yeah. understands—he yeah. understands not the institution, right? He's not—he's not a man of the cloth yeah. in the literal sense that he belongs to the church, but he's a man of the cloth in that he's a very spiritual person. But and, th- and for him, it's this whole search for truth type yeah. thing. I think what Carl Sagan and what the movie tries to say is that at the root of religion, right, is, is the same drive as, but as the But I think
1: the key difference between religion and science is religion starts at the point of we have all the answers. It's in this book. It was ordained by I God. I don't
0: know if it does because I think it it's defines like, the territory. Like, you know. what do we know about God?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But— Right. I don't know. I just really hate religion. There's, man. This tr- there's, this, there's, there's, there's <laughs> trust. There's yeah. trust in God. There's yeah.
0: trust in—there's faith. Yeah. That, like, either things will be okay or that... But
1: it just know, feels there's like all this, there's, there's all all this only so on. far religion can go. And I think that, sure. that stopped about... Right fucking yeah. a thousand years Careful. ago or something.
2: shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, science says it's utility. I mean, it, like, it works in it lives
1: for, through, and, you know, and people. It has its utility and it had so. its
0: utility but we've outgrown it. Well, well, I don't know. I think I think you're speaking for yourself and not yeah. for people who right. still experience Well, everybody doesn't getting. agree with me but is wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, go, <laughs> <But> alcohol <laughs> Anonymous, but but I think that'd be a good <laughs> example. I mean, totally. Yeah, oh, I, it totally I, I,
1: functions. Agree. <laughs> it does difficult. It is functional as a tool but I think we've outgrown it and it's unnecessary not to say spirituality isn't necessary. I'm right. all for that. But the lunacy that comes with all forms of religion, stoning sure. people, jerking okay. off is bad, cut right. off part of your dick. So. Ridiculous. <laughs> if, if religion didn't exist, and you brought forth these ideas. We had this conversation, like, "Oh yeah, cut off your dick. Um, you're gonna eat this paper, but it's actually a dude. You're gonna drink this wine, it's actually his blood." Like, you'd be like, "Are you on fucking crack right most, now? Most you crazy f- person." Are, are most right. of
2: them are health protocols for yeah, society. Yes, right. But, but that's it's they're right. saying it's You can take the, take the good. I mean, if you want to get nitty gritty, remove all the crazy shit and take what's left. Well, I mean, the reality at the time, all those were like health codes.
1: I'm not okay. saying it, it they didn't really serve its function. I think. We are here today because of religion, the, in many aspects. But I, I think we don't need it anymore.
0: We just okay. don't need well, it. Well, Not so, to say
1: we don't need spirituality, right? And, I and, think, the, I think, and the moral structure that it. I provides. think that's
0: the danger, though, in being so anti-religious, is that you you risk losing that the same nugget at the at the core of it that is at the core of true science. Because I also believe that there is a dogmatic science that is unproductive yeah, in the yeah, way that there's yeah. a dogmatic religious religious experience or whatever. That, that is also unhelpful. but and I, just, I think that's just the human conflict aspect or the human, like, almost like a shutting off of your mind of just, like, trudging through life and doing things the way you're told. Even yeah. There's even a way of th- seeing science that way, I think, and that, like, science has all the answers and there's no need for wonder, no need for personal experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the the truly human thing is that, like, you know, like she says in the end of the movie, is that, like, and Palmer Joss says he, when he was younger, he had a religious experience mm-hmm. that he can't describe to her. And then later she says the same thing about her experience with extraterrestrials. Yeah. And I think it's that experience of God and that experience of like true understanding and science that I think is what you don't want to lose. And I think yeah. attacking religion and like, it's like you could attack science for all the missteps yeah. that it made, right? Yeah. And you could attack But those aren't missteps on the individual. Not necessarily. They were like whole, you know, like the way like medicine was done for a while and like yeah. the way that, you know. Galileo was persecuted for so long but that's not
1: where the science leads that's just where people see the science they take and say we can do this with it which is yeah i guess
0: that's what religion does too but i think but that's drum drumlin is the what can we do with science yeah right yeah yeah i think and ellie is the that's a good point the pure scientific person and i think for Carl shagan it was it was i I think he was deeply a humanist person in that he believed that science was a way to understand ourselves in in some way and like and I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the connection, and maybe we, it's worth talking about why there is such a connection between um, the search for extraterrestrial life and the search for God in this in this truth story. Well, I'm suggesting uh, that it was a PR media choice from the Cold War,
2: and and I really think that that's true. Like I think that a lot of media sort of represents from that time us trying to be like, by the way, be interested in space. Put your kids in these types of you know. Let's yeah. get to. There was a push. I mean, yikes. Let's be let's be real. It happened. I think that there was He's a He's talking race. about the religious aspect.
1: Inge- there's a there's space interesting race.
2: It's just in space. Uh, well, I mean, there's a space race between Russia and the United States getting satellites up there. And so there's tons of different things that go into that, as, of course, at that time. So they're mm-hmm. trying to ins- – I mean, a lot of literature on it was basically saying yeah. that pictures are huge, incentivizing. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people from that generation that saw the moon land and were wanting to be astronauts. Yeah. Like, it's sure. not a fucking joke. So I think that that applies to us now, you know, better – imagery and everything i think that does incentivize people but i don't think it's as strong as it was right away like it had its kind of fad moment in, in time but i think yeah it, you know, i, I mean th- something. think it's still
1: out there with you know spacex and seeing the rockets land i think that's a revival of it of a the very rover. specific revival but yeah, i kind of
0: I, I do feel like died out a bit it, what we thought was going to happen with the space exploration did not pan out the yeah. way it was expected um but there is an argument that all technological advances have been made in the name of military power and, oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, what I think is true to some extent, but then I think we apply it to more productive yeah. ends when it comes But I do think it's so... It.
1: We're so... Everybody, every generation probably says we live in the best time to be alive, which is probably true because every generation... Hopefully, it gets, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like our um, ages. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Except pre-recession. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> 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 Careful. I don't know. Except for last week. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do talk to people about this all the time. How fucking beautiful is it is that, like, universe is, like, 15 billion years old. Planet's, like, uh, it's like four, right? Four, four and a half? half, four, four, Yeah. Four yeah. Um, and life is, like, almost right after that starts. All those billion years of evolution, the, the evolution of man, and we just happen to be alive for the first time in all of history where not only can we see the planet – uh, from an outsider's perspective, but we also have the opportunity to leap to go to another planet, which, again, to me, is the most awe-inspiring and beautiful experience any human being could ever have. I think it's okay. the most amazing thing.
2: I just think it's going to be alien versus predator at some level. Like, <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I mean, if it's contact, like, I just feel like the the only reason they would be here would just be no to study.
0: It'd be out of it'd be out of intrigue. Yikes. So here's, I think here's an interpretive question, right? Like what, what makes you think, what do you feel? Like, okay. Like turn it back on yourself and reflect. Every it, like. single species
2: in our near vicinity has like huge yeah, but portions think of, of this. Think of how much more, how much
1: more but, savage we were just a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, a thousand years ago, ridiculously savage. And I, I feel like we're getting a bit more civilized as we go on. So imagine a thousand years from now, if we don't happen to blow ourselves up. I think the the more advanced and <laughs> do you disagree?
2: We're getting better. <laughs>
1: just well, okay. just think, like, okay. Just like just like hundred uh, and fifty. We had a, a president that went through a duel and fucking got shot and like died. That was like so recent. Like it used to be so much more savage. Like you are so much safer today, relatively speaking. Uh, yeah, in terms of we have the ability <laughs> like, to fucking nuke an entire like, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: I'll ask like a simple question. Do you see violence around you in society?
1: Yeah, but probably exponentially. Do you see less violence
2: than... celebrated in society? Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, guess, I mean UFC. And okay, stuff. okay. Here, here's my question. Here's my question. Uh, okay, if you had to stay, so clearly you have an interpretive difference mm-hmm. in how you view, not necessarily even the movie, but just like yeah. well, the, I'm right. The space race yeah, and yeah. Our, our our ambition as a human race and things okay. like that. If you could b- boil that down to like a philosophical maxim about what it is to be human or mm-hmm. alive, like what would you, could you put that, or do you think you could put that into words in any way of like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like why, why are you so yeah. hopeless or do, why are you so full To use, to use like
2: conventional like literature, I, I think it's a little bit of like, oh, it's such a buzzword, but like a little bit of Eastern philosophy is kind of a little safe here where you get a little bit of like this understanding that people are sort of this good-bad duality and, you know, you're trying to find happy mediums and that I think that there's a couple of other things I would take. One is that society does dictate the type of person to a certain degree, uh, Mm -hmm. their demeanor, their incentives, their everything. So, I mean, people that grow up in the United States are radically different than other countries around the world. So that's actually where I find the biggest problems when I'm studying other cultures today contemporarily. I'm just wondering, okay, let's say we do this big cultural blend. Like, how does that really look, I think? And I think that some people are going to win out, some people won't, depending on what are kind you of society the function. Brown people out. Is that where you get? No. Out? That's what I'm that's what I'm what? No, I'm just saying. No, you're, you're the one talking about naming this MAGA house. It's not on me. MAGA. Okay. Zing. No, but really though, no. I think you uh white cisgendered I, fuck. Amen. <laughs> hey, that's me, dude. No. It's it's just a um I think it's a lot more complicated, and I don't the think... Rapists, um, the the murderers, sorry. <laughs> I, I'll put it this way. I don't think that there's like one conceptual idea that's going to transcend all of humanity simultaneously. I don't think that's how it functions. I don't think that's what we're in. I think it's going to be a combination of things. And then even then, there's so much diversity of thought Like at the end point. So hmm. it's all about the structures, right? It's all about the decision-making structures that sort of dictate how the ship's steered. And so got to be ruthlessly critical of those we've got to be yeah, exactly we've got to create the noah's yeah. arc for space no but i think it's it really comes down to the the decision-making structure really dictates how progress is led i think it's almost everything like i'm very policy forward so yeah. you know it's very it's very pragmatic i, what, I see what, what, you, what know, occupy, yeah. you know occupy you know the occupy movement happened years ago and i'm like wow. all right what's the policy like what are we passing what's it how... look like give me something like i'll sure. do like what state where what city what are we what are we doing and Okay, gotta have agenda. You You gotta have agenda. It doesn't make any sense. If
1: you, if you're saying it it would be Alien vs Predator, do you? If we were to find uh, evidence of an uh, of another intelligent life out there, do you think we would immediately try to go there and dominate them and fucking ravage them? I'd really highly doubt that.
2: Depends on what they've had. Depends on if we could. To be fair, but uh, my argument, I think. I assuming, mean, we, I, assuming we could. It's like the dumb we Elon Musk quote where he, where he says something to the effect of like <laughs> like I would probably know if there's aliens, which he he might. I think that might be <laughs> fair. But, <Yeah. laughs> but but then the second thing he that follows that up is with fair. is the second thing he follows it up with is you know what would increase defense spending more than anything is rolling out the little kid and the green you know the green man would yeah. be the best thing yeah. to do and I think that he's probably right. But as <laughs> far as them just, being here right now, we would be
1: that brutish to just fucking find an intelligent life and immediately want to squash it out. I think it's the opposite of that.
0: Okay. Well, what would you say if you had to boil down your interpretation of like the ambition or space or extraterrestrial encounter to like a sort of philosophical like yeah, evaluation I, of life? I think it's,
1: it's the greatest adventure humanity could ever go on to the search for uh, other life out there. And I think we would – space travel and all that, so it costs so much money. And I think that every action we take on that is so intentional. And I think if we were to reach out, we would put our best foot forward. And I don't think there's any value to be had of just finding life. It's so fucking, it's like a needle in a needle stack. Like, well, not, that's a bad thing. Right? <laughs> everything would be out there. But it's like a needle in the largest haystack you could ever imagine. Yeah. You're not going to just go, oh, I found it. Fucking toss it. Like that just makes no sense. Right. And if we're at the point where we can reach them, we need nothing from them. Well, so it would
0: really be just on an observation basis. And Well, do you feel like mm-hmm. then that life is just about getting to the next, getting better and better, getting to the next best thing, mm-hmm. or like, you know what I'm saying, like, is, do you feel like hum- humanity's progress is always about finding being answers. better, getting That's, better? I, th- I like, think,
1: yes, that, but I think it's m- about finding answers. I think we're all desperate to know whether or not we're alone. And I think if we found out we were not alone, we wouldn't that immediately shoot that other person. would be more, that be more important than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, literally than anything else. Yeah. Like that's.
2: I got a weird question. Our happenstance is know, so. If you, one if you want to carry the chain thought, continue. But I got sure. a good one. I yep. think that's yeah. topical. What do you guys think about the idea of like? Okay, let's say we wave the magic wand we're colonized a few planets in the solar system. Mm. Mm. I've heard an argument, there's a couple different philosophers that they're not true philosophers, but they basically argue that like there'd be a devaluation of the way that we view Earth, like the mother, right? The mother. And I think that there's a, the argument sort of goes like this, where like if we can't completely take care of the biosphere almost entirely and like really take care of the environment, have all of these things really hammered out, that when we go to another planet, we're probably going to replicate something like that again, most likely would be the idea, or at least the posit. I think that that's, Probably true to some degree, like, and so a lot of people think that it's like inevitable that at the end of the day, especially when we make that jump where we've got a new place, we realize we can just keep doing this. You know, it starts to kind of devalue the the original home a bit, and um, I just think it's an interesting thing. To think. What do you what do you think about that? Uh,
1: I, I think Earth will always be special to us because it's the origin point, and I I don't necessarily think that we'll repeat all of the same mistakes on another planet. I think we've only had a strong impact on the planet in the last 150, 200 years. Like we really, but that's like, that's what trial and error is. We, we create, came across this great thing, which is like the industrial revolution. We don't even realize we have no awareness that we're fucking up the planet until years later. Mm -hmm. And then now we're like, shit, we need a course correct. So we're doing things like renewable energies and all that stuff. So I think if we're going to the next place, we have all those mistakes to learn from. It's never going to be perfect. We're imperfect, but no, I think we're going to have a, a
0: better run at the next. Do you feel like as a species, we're course correcting? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely Hopefully, do. always, holy. <laughs> I definitely do. Again, I think we're, God, we're it's getting, one of these, right? And I,
1: people are so hard on like, we're destroying the planet. It's like, yeah, but we only just realized that.
0: Like, it's not like we were trying to sure. fuck up the planet. We were yeah. trying to make life better. Yeah, and I know? think there's always going to be that inertia, right? True. Of like, you you try and turn around everybody's worldview, and it's like, the people are going to get it slowly, and it's yeah. going to take And I think... What we're feeling now is the crunch of like, can we stop it in time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think my response to your question is, yes. if we if we did go to another planet, colonize a few other planets something like that, I do think we would think Earth is special in this like mythic folklore yeah, sort of way, regal beauty um, to it. Like. Yeah. But I, I I think I'm, for me, there's there's just there's just poetry in like in just the mundane aspect of it. I think. It'd be more like you know, we, let's say we go to Mars and there's a new civilization on Mars, and let's say even the bulk of humans live on Mars, um, and Earth is just like the, Only the planet losers. we kind of used up or people yeah. who couldn't leave or whatever. It you was. know, a little
2: Wally action to it. You sure. Know? Yeah. 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 Are you with me? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I think there would be this mythic story about Earth, but it, we would come and we would be the reality would kind of smack us in the face and be like, wow, this is a pretty you well. You know, if we were forced to abandon place, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, I. But like, I, I don't it? know i I do think that we would bring all our bad habits with us in the way that all our bad habits are what make us human yeah. right um and we would... a lot of different flavors of that turns right. out <laughs> there's a few <laughs> yes. different ways to make mistakes sure. it turns yeah. out I think a lot of them are intrinsic to who to who we are, and I think we can do it better and better, right and it's this constant like I don't know i't i, don't, I don't, it might even be worse because we have no natural rhythm with any other planet right yeah. mm-hmm. it, would, it would be a completely artificial world to, to some degree and sure it, unless we nuke it right. Would you There's would you want to go to space to... in
2: your lifetime? Is that a thing that yes, interests you? I would. Yeah, yeah totally. I think that's pretty. I, that's a lot of people. Right? Yeah, I just want to make I'm, sure. I'm just, let's say that check. I V <laughs> <beats>. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely the
0: kind of person who, like, if given the chance, I might answer differently now that I have a family. But like, if given sure, the chance, you. I would eject myself into space, experience it for twenty minutes, and then yeah, of course, you know, like that kind of thing. Wait, you
1: would do. You would die for just the 20 minutes of experience? If that's,
0: what I, if that's what it took to experience space, I think I would do it. I couldn't do that. I, <laughs> the, there was
1: the whole... The spacewalk's worth it. When, yeah. when all yeah. the dummies of science were like, yeah, we're going to go to Mars. They'll only be able to stay there for like a month and then they'll die. But, but at least so they got worse to ways do it. To go. And there's so like, There's so many worse <laughs> ways to go. I <laughs> right. 100% right. agree. Yeah. It's not even funny. Because yeah. like, okay. honestly, I don't think I'll get to do it. But like, I, I would totally I jump would, on the bus. Well, you, you can definitely go to space. That it's gonna, it's only gonna get cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, than, but I'm you know.
0: not, I'm, a, I live a very meager existence yeah. on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's not. <laughs> it's I, there's a lot of things. I don't know if I'll get to go to Europe in my lifetime. You yeah, know, I hope so. Yeah. but like I don't know if it's gonna happen. I would rather go to space. If 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 it was the option of oh, going sure, to space totally. or never
1: and and yeah. going to space and never leaving Spokane that's, again. That's two too interesting. Go
0: to I gotta ask. Like top top three countries in Europe, like in order. Where I would go? Yeah, top three. Um, I have a particular interest in Germany, just because I. I hate the Jews. Studied a little bit. <laughs> I studied a little bit <laughs> in German. Plus, they have some amazing thinkers. My last they, they, way they, too they, German they, they to they not were pretty, respect that. They have a pretty good history in terms of thinkers and stuff there. Right. Um, let's see. In Europe, specifically, I don't really know. I guess maybe like Spain or Portugal. It's like on the southern. Was Greece in Europe? I'd mm-hmm. go to Greece. Greece too. Yeah, definitely for historical reasons as Fair. well. Um And then yeah, maybe be Spain one. or Portugal just to experience the beaches or something. Um, sure. I'm curious
2: what the flavor yeah. is. Some people um, have like a. Hyper specific plans. Always interesting to hear top down. Uh,
1: there was two questions on there sure. that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, one less important one was um, still kind of important. Does scientific uh, advancement make us happier or more cut off? That's one of the things Anahe yeah, asked. Yeah. And yes. then the other one that I really like is if you if you were the person chosen to be the representative of all humanity, contact here. Yeah. Uh, what is the question? Because they said, what question would you ask if you only had one? And I thought that was a pretty good... I, I want to come
0: back to the, the first question, but yeah. I, I want to address the second one because yeah. I've I kind of been thinking about it a little bit already. Um, so there's something interesting that happens in the movie, and I don't know if you notice it, mm-hmm. is, and it has to do with Ellie and I think with her psychology and her drive to find extraterrestrial life. Like I think in her mind, she believes it's this scientific endeavor, but I think there's something deeply personal and emotional yeah. that she—all the emotion she denies in her life—I think comes out in this search for extraterrestrial life, um, and that's why it's her like religious experience. And she gets asked that question: What mm. would your question be if you got one question? Yeah. Right. And she says, "How did you make it through yeah. this technological adolescence?" Yeah. But then she goes—is this the part you said I might not have caught? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No. But, it's uh, true. Uh, so you're going. She, with this. she goes to meet the aliens yeah gets a very brief time with them and doesn't ask asks a few questions yeah and when she realizes she's about to leave she asks a, one maybe one maybe two more questions that's not one of them yeah yeah in her instinctual reaction to the experience she has her question is will we get to come back yeah and oh, like yeah. how like, are you going to yeah. send me with nothing people need to see this yeah like that's the question she asks yeah right and i think that that's very telling because I think she has a picture of what this hall means to her. Yeah. And she has this, like, Where deeply, like, to. she wants to be representative of humanity and be this advocate of, like, yeah. pure scientific, emotionless, like, mm-hmm. exploration. Yeah. And I think for her, it's a deeply, like, she feels so disconnected from the world. Yeah. And I think it has to do with her history and things like that. And, and I think you could
1: e- easily tell that she would be so willing to never go back. Oh, yeah. And know? she says yeah. so. She yeah. Said, yeah. yeah. yeah When
0: yeah. when when Palmer Joss, Matthew character says that like he's worried that you know the whole relativity thing and yeah she's he's like you would be gone she's for like dude we fucked years. once get over yeah. it yeah <laughs> and she was like she was like i might not even come back he's like you yeah. you might be gone for 50 years and she's like i might not even come back yeah. like i'm fine with that like yeah. it's worth yeah. one human life to make this step yeah, but i, I think for her it, it's very important that it is Fuck her, her life jobs. that she is the one yeah. that is that person and i think it, i think it's very telling
2: in the retelling do we Go really specific though on the static caught, and it ended up being 18 hours of tape. I almost wanted to say that again because I remember that was, cute. That's a that good was point. huge. Is that was huge. That's a good point. When they're yeah. sitting there at the end, it's just like you know, they have that weird scene, which actually paced pretty well the conversation. She like frames it somehow like, She's asking the person that inquired her uh, during the hearing about whether or not any of it was fail or you know, whether she's under psychotic delusion or whatever. And the idea is that I understood that we, she basically says, I understood that we got static, but why is it 18 hours of static yeah. right. during it's that so time? Yeah. It, so cool. it does really key in that. Right. Cool that actually is probably the most redeeming portion of it towards the end. It is, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what to think about it. I did I like that part a lot. No, I, I, think, know, I think,
0: yeah, like, you know, you in the end you kind of come to this place and it kind of marries the this kind of faith on both ends of the of the spectrum of religious and scientific, the search for truth, the faithful thing, and how she's put in the position that religion is often put into in the end, and how she can only really talk about her experience. And then mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that moment, yeah. That was so mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally, yeah. yeah. And I think it's a very, very powerful moment. Um, but I do think it's very validating that you find out that there is this 18 hours of static, and it's very yeah. interesting. I, I, when the first time I watched it, I thought about the national security guy who, has political ambitions. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so determined to to squash yeah, yeah, yeah. this like uh, idea that she actually went anywhere. Right. He's he's got this whole push on how she's delusional. There's no evidence, and it's all a conspiracy by the rich uh, tech guy. Yeah, who has like one big hoax before he dies or whatever. So that was a cool right. little thing to throw yeah. in. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think yeah. about decent like, plot. The, it, yeah. And yeah, and it's it's actually very convincing. And I think for yeah. a moment you're kind of like. She is uh, a kind of an emotionally unstable person, right? Yeah. And like, she almost has this like. I mean, honestly, the first time I watched it, I was like, "Is she? Did she just go to heaven? You know?" Because oh, she yeah. goes and she sees her and, dad. But that's. I think yeah. that was so
1: intentional. That yeah. feeling of it's so similar to what we view as right. heaven. Am know? I yeah.
2: am I seeing a plot hole? Like, why don't they just run it again?
0: The, <laughs>
1: that's
2: a fucking. Like, I was thinking I, about
1: that.
0: Well, yeah, I was thinking they could. I'm do I do
2: sorry. Do I, think, I, I think I was think, having that towards the end. Where I'm like, yeah, I think press go. I mean, what are we doing? I think they're
0: convinced that. First of all that there was a malfunction, right? That's the first thing to say is that we're trying to figure out the source of the malfunction. They're pretty sure it didn't work. Like I think it's yeah. such a fraught topic altogether. But also and I think right. I think like that guy is very intentionally trying to squash the idea that anything did happen at all and that it sure. was a big hoax. I think because of his own national security concerns. He's just bitter cuz he got abducted once and they fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's we're not going back. We're not going back. <laughs> well, I think I think that's that's, that's, that's maybe this is, you know, he keeps it, it becomes the Stargate. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing is going on. But I think that's a good point. I think as humans, even if it did not work, we'd be like, okay, we just got to try it again. Just keep doing it. No, but I think politically, that's what I'm saying, is I think politically, I think his motives in the end, and the fact that you see that there actually is evidence, the fact that he knows it, Mm -hmm. but also tries to suppress the fact that there is evidence, shows that he's very intentionally trying to discredit yeah. her and yeah. keep the project off of like any sort of path. Yeah. The I just sake. think in, in the, yeah. if
1: this was a real world scenario, I think we would kind of push that guy to the side. And I think for the, I that, think, that, that project I, again, costed billions of dollars. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, CERN didn't work out the first run, so just like, okay, scrap it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we'd be like, okay, let's adjust some things.
0: Keep trying, 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 trying. I think right. realistically, I we think, would... I think you're very hopeful that the the most intelligent and even-minded people are in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't but know. You, do you honestly think we would take a multi-billion dollar thing and just like, oh, it didn't work the first round, I guess we're done. Yeah. I don't think that's how we do it. I mean, yeah, if, if we ever built it in the first place, yeah, I think there would have, to have been a lot of discussion beforehand, right? I'm just imagining... Us doing it again and it working and you see the alien like talking. He's like, "Oh fuck! What are you? What are you doing? You're back. Okay. We also <laughs> don't know that it could that they work would again. let it happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. he does say it's just the first step and yeah. in time you'll take the next step. And actually, when you were talking earlier about, um, I just wasn't sure if I missed something in the plot
2: that made it a one I don't and think, done. That's, I don't, yeah, I didn't feel that
0: they never explain that, but mm-hmm. they never rule out the fact that it has a single charge or that yeah. you know. I, I I kind of assumed that it was kind of suppressed politically that's mm-hmm. what that was kind of my how i came out of it mm-hmm. just based on the guy's actions at the end and finding out that he had evidence but suppressed the evidence i'm just right. thinking
1: of humans coming back and elaine is like all right you can be part of the club drink this jar of mayonnaise like just fucking hazing us
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> <I'm> like, <right. laughs> well, no, you know it made me think when um, earlier when you're talking about just civilizations being advanced and whatnot mm. um that he, the they never tell humans that they never tell her that when they're going to come back or what yeah. they have to do to come back. Oh, and, my God. That just he, made me think and, of something. Sorry to yeah, interrupt sure. you, but I don't want to lose this thought. Mm.
1: It's so similar to people waiting for the second coming of Jesus. You know? Sure. That's like, God, I wonder if that was intentional. Hmm. Like, you know, we're always, we had the first taste, and now we're just forever waiting, you know? Right. And they left that super open-ended. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I I
0: thought, too, the second time watching it, that um, I wonder how much of a... Kind of following she gets or this kind of the idea of like we've made contact people who believed her basically Mm -hmm. i wonder what Uh, kind of following kind of happened after that and maybe it becomes kind of a second coming thing yeah um but i was i was wondering if maybe um the whole idea of not allowing humans to join outright Mm -hmm. is kind of well he does say there's no tests right the alien says there's no tests does he say that involved yeah he says there's no tests going on right um she has. But, but I wonder if there is a sort of like, what's the Star Trek thing? The first prime, prime directive. Yeah. There is a, humans have to work their shit out enough, like, before yeah. you're even able to get. Well, I think the prime like if directive is. If you end up destroying yourself, then we're not going to stop. I think the that. prime directive is we leave them alone and don't ever contact them.
1: And then if they happen to come across us, that's when they. Oh. Because, um, okay. I, yeah, I think that they're like
0: never interact with gotcha. any founder. Well, I think thinking, it's both. I think it's both. I think you're okay. both around the right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was, it made, it made <laughs> me think, like, maybe these aliens, their job isn't to, like, make sure our society goes well, yeah. right? Yeah. Their right. job is to, like, be there if you are ready to join yeah. when you're ready to join and, like, you know, kind of let you do, work things out because, obviously, he, and he even mentions how, like, humans are very volatile. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I wish there was a way you could connect this with Interstellar and also Seth Rogen's This Is the End. Like when they do come back, it's the rapture. Uh. <laughs> <You get> fucking <laughs> Danny McBride fucking <laughs> eating James Frank. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just
0: but it does have yeah. second coming vibes, that yeah. whole, whole open endedness. Yeah, weird. I mean, honestly, yeah, my first reaction, so like I've, I've gone through a very interesting journey in my life where I was very religious, not very religious. I was a free thinker as a child and then. Spiritual? Uh, I, well, so I grew up Catholic. Right. Um, so I was looking for wisdom or any sort of knowledge about the world and right. everything, how everything worked. And, and that's the first presented version of that's that. That's the first thing that right. I encountered in life was Catholicism and, and religion. And but didn't stuff you
1: stuff. constantly feel... That pushback between your own rational thinking and the nonsense they were throwing at you.
0: You know, I think a little bit, but I think for me it was always. I, I, it was guilt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mean we, yeah. just I was, the Catholic <laughs> quip. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a meme. It's a meme. I, I went to Catholic school, and so I and I went to a Jesuit school. So, and these are the scholars of Catholic mm-hmm. priests, basically. Um, and there is like a very um, Christian apologetic, scientifically minded, like strain there, where they're willing to accept science wholeheartedly and just God is just beyond that, right? I think that was kind of always my stance of like, however God set up the world Mm -hmm. um, is completely scientific and is, everything is true and we can explore it beyond and then God is just behind the veil, right? And I think that's why these days I I subscribe more to the um, Spinoza, Albert Einstein God of of that, God is the universe in some way, right? Or, yeah, yeah. And Well, that's, um,
1: we've talked about, but it's the chicken or the egg problem too, though, but I I do like the idea of some kind of deity having humble beginnings of like, if we were to ever mm -hmm. advance to the point where we could manipulate space and time at our will, we would essentially be gods. But we start, we had humble origins. That seems so much more likely than just poof, I'm big daddy, I'm here, I'm going to make everything. But wouldn't, Just for wouldn't no relatively reason. speaking,
0: that be how it went? Because, so actually, I, I looked up a little bit. So when talking about doing this podcast, I looked a little bit into all the movies we're, we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, this was, Contact was originally going to be a, a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Sagan and Andrew Yen yeah, uh, we worked, were worked, the worked on the screenplay yeah. for the movie in 1979. Then the movie was stalled, so he wrote the novel instead, mm-hmm. which is slightly different Um and I decided not to read the book beforehand, uh, just because there's a lot in the movie. I think the movie's done really well. It eventually was made in 1997, um, mm-hmm. but the book is a little different. I did read about what's the diff- the, some of the differences in the book. And in the book, there is a super intelligent species that she believes created the universe mm. in some way, and they yeah. hide they hid their messages in mathematics and uh, things like that. That's really trippy um, too. That's so cool. there's that kind of re- like even a further kind of religious thing of yeah. like. Some other species, almost some intelligent species, speaks through mathematics. I just like how many
2: centuries are we off, like being able to like do that, like replicate or start something. I mean, like like, that's what I really think of. It's like in a thousand years, I mean, we could probably culture out a planet, terraform it a little bit. Well, not only that. I mean, it might take a thousand years. We Start the domino effect, but we'd do, we, I think we could design it out. I mean, that's where I'm But creating a, it. a
1: planet, planet is drastically different than the well, fabric of well, time and space. But, something but is, yeah, true. But simulation. Simulation. Mean, I was about to yeah, get back to, to your yeah. simulation point. Simulate, we could easily, well, not easily, but with enough time and technology, it would be so much easier to create a simulation that is almost in, uh, indiscernible from real life. Mm-hmm. And that's why it well, I think might be likely that we are in
2: one. Well, I think a lot yeah. of those things. Lo- if, sorry, if you don't mind, but no, I think it's it's like the substrate of consciousness. You have to be able to like distill it out. Like it's got to be a, like altered carbon or something, right? Mm. Where you're you're centralizing consciousness separate from the anatomy so that you can. Well, we don't know what
0: consciousness is, right? Like there is no like, right understanding of what makes somebody conscious. I do. I just don't want to share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the whole. I mean, have you heard the the whole simulation theory? This whole. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there, the idea is that. Basically, it's another odds thing, right? Mm. Odds are we're in a simulation, right. just yeah. based on the odds. And personally, like as great as those odds are, I just it doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, it, yeah, you know. So, but but I I, the best, I lean well, the best on argument the idea. Is how
2: many years out do you feel like we are from making an indistinguishable simulation? But the thing is, that's the question. No, but the simulation like, isn't, we feel pretty close. It God, is, that's spooky. That's it, the only. That's it. That's the it, end is, end of
0: it isn't a Matrix type simulation. This is a we are. Almost digital we right. are some yeah. digital form so basically yeah. it's True. like in it's the world of warcraft thing right? right The characters in world of warcraft know they're a game yeah. right but like we don't know they have consciousness. I don't really obviously. see how that's mutually exclusive you know from what I'm saying style. though Like I mean like I think it's all the fucking same like you know
2: that's what I mean how far away are we from making a, a simulation that would be that indistinguishable and it's like, if it's that close, then somebody
0: could have done it to us. And like, I think that that's kind of the way though. Yeah. The logic chain flies. But we would have been created within the simulation. We would have been made of... Simulation the, yeah. and
1: simulation. Yeah. But once, one thing that I think is really fucking cool is that if we could find, if we were in a simulation and we could find what's outside of it, you know, I, I think the one concept of like Age of Ultron or the Ultron that I think just kind of it's obvious in the movie, but you don't really conceptualize it, which is he was a non-physical thing that became sentient and built himself a physical form in our dimension. Mm-hmm. So we could conceivably do the same. If we were to find what's outside of the simulation and have some relationship with it, we could build ourselves a body that could interact in that quote-unquote real world, sure.
0: which is kind of trippy. But Otron already interacted with that world.
1: What do you mean, in terms of Jarvis and whatnot? Yeah. But he didn't have a physical body in that world. Like, if you had a Sims character and they were, like, sentient and they were, like, don't want to be confined to this box, they could But do they don't Ultra know.
0: They've never experienced anything outside. They don't talk to anything outside of the world. Yeah, but I'm saying, let's it's say, let's say if, there was a... It's almost a, as if God is talking to them, right?
1: Yeah. Right. and But that, that kind of brings God down a notch. You know, like, sure. yeah, totally. You know, and that's kind of how I see fucking. If there was one, it's like he'd probably just be one of us. Like, right. it's the, just more advanced. Yeah. But I, I, do, I just think it's trippy. Like, what if there was a, a bug in the system, that sim character was like, holy shit, I can interact with you now. I'm, I'm, aw- I'm self-aware. And they're like, I'm not staying in this. I want to join the real world. They, hmm. It's just interesting to me that if we were a simulation, the, the prospects of jumping out of the simulation into whatever the real world sure. would be. I think that's super trippy. So
0: I think for me, and coming back to like my own personal philosophical views, when I hear all these things, people talking about religion and science and all these other theories of things, to me, it's, it's again, a, an interpretation issue. Like hmm. we're all using different language to talk about the same problem yeah. and the same thing. So yeah. like...
1: We're all searching for answers.
0: Yeah. And I think that like we, you, we can talk about simulation. And I, I find it useful to have a language because we have a very rich language when it comes mm-hmm. to computers and simulations and things like that. And... But basically what you're talking about is experiencing outside of our universe. To yeah. me, When you say yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah. Like, and what is outside of this universe yeah. is we don't, we don't know, right? We don't know that it's another thing like this at all, yeah. right? And we don't know if it's a timeless place. We don't know anything yeah. about it. In the same way that the things inside, you know, the World of Warcraft character doesn't know yeah. anything outside of the simulation, yeah. what it's like to be alive because it's not alive, right, yeah. in any way that we understand alive being. But is that because it's not advanced enough yet? If you could, if you could perfectly, no, I we, think
1: I think its very nature is embedded in the system. Well, what do you mean? Uh, that oh, like, but it has. No you don't existence. think if we could perfectly simulate the human brain, like, and um, for this uh, point, I mean, perfectly simulate it in a in uh, in a computer, mm. wouldn't it react in the same way? React and want to, and be I aware think that it of its. becomes it being in
0: our world.
1: Yeah. Where it's uh, like,
0: when it's in its world, yeah, it doesn't experience our world at all. Yeah. Except as inputs in the way that we experience mathematics and laws of yeah. physics and things like that. Like mm. our world controls its world, but yeah. it does not interact with
1: its world. It, it was the scene in Age of Ultron. It's so weird when he comes out. He's like,
0: oh, it's
1: like I feel like I was in a dream. Like it's just so that that sure. transfer from sure. the different mediums is kind of weird." Um, but
2: yeah. I just think the simulation training that we use nowadays is kind of interesting. I mean, we use it for pilot training and mm-hmm. military, firefighting, all that kind of stuff. I think that those, um, like, they, they apparently are really good at what they do because it's sort of, like, full immersion and whatnot, yeah. and they get to, like, train through the stress. Um, yeah, I think it's net benefit. But as far as, like, you know, us being in a simulation and somebody else creating, I think it's really difficult to decide the framework because the physics could change in the other world. Like, right, our yeah. math is – I understand what you're yeah. suggesting, right? That, like, all of ours is a designed – set of math that could be radically different than ones on the outside so mm-hmm. that's like a but i think it almost makes like a dimension argument like a kind yeah of, right. like exactly it, it referred exactly. that way right Where yeah, we're moving yeah. into another sort of way of looking at the physics of the world but we've got like pieces of that with like you know dark matter we don't know really what it is or what functions in there again right. I there's, I so much, there's so much there's sure. so much in our universe we don't understand the one the one theory i've heard that's kind of interesting and i'm not sure how many how popular this is but the idea is that you have like essentially like our galaxy sits inside tubes that are, like, um, sort of, uh, like think, like, plant tubes it's stemmed, but that affects our visual. So, like, we sit on the inside of one of these stems. Dark matter sits around it, but it just... We are trying to guess the visual, but we are looking through, mm. actually, a substrate of it. So, it's yeah. it's sort of like uh, looking mm. through water or something. Um, there's, like, some math, apparently, behind it that checks it out. But, it, huh. it, like, you know, the, the framework is just completely fucked up, and we just have right. no idea what we're looking we at. We have no concept... We have no way to conceptualize that. I mean, that the, to structure. me, it just seems yeah. like... Send the robots... let's do it now so we can get more data exactly you just gotta do it now and then maybe if people are into it let's start terraforming today and why wouldn't we I don't really see the only argument would be if there is Bacteria, even on the smallest microscopic level and we come in and, and like m- remove its chance even if it takes a hundred thousand years for it to move into something even vegetative like mm-hmm. that's probably it's a genocide in some sense like you know we, oh, yeah, we, right. we have to think totally. about You're it that way and all so, I mean, at that level like, we have to understand I mean, like how much of species or we, that we really or like how much of organisms do we really respect and I think that that's a uh, let, let, let's let's save COVID. Like we gotta, I mean, you know what I mean. Like uh, how far do we go? I mean, right. it's, it's, species, well, it's a species. It's its own thing. I think, you know? I think yeah. So it's
0: it inherently that we value our own life. It's mindset, way, I right? guess. But r- I guess it is all about value. Yes. Yeah.
3: At yeah. some
2: point, right? But I think those are just interesting. They're not. Those aren't easy answers. Mm-hmm. They're not obvious. I don't think all the time. So, it, but yeah. I mean, that's the biggest one that I I can see being, uh, sort of potent is that like if you start moving ships around, carrying bacteria between places and whatnot. Mm. You, you know, space disease is yeah, an interesting concept, right? You, yeah. you introduce cultures, or at least our biology is essentially a carrier of bacteria. If you radically change its environment, there's like space arguments therapies. that, one, one would be that like global <laughs> warming has a chance to increase tropical diseases, right? Because if you shift the entire biosphere a degree, even one... You know, you got all these different cycles taking place, but it could cause you know ecological devastation. Takes down one. There's so many different pieces of it. You're kind of playing like a roulette game attached just right. by changing the environment. So I think space is a little more mm-hmm. radical than a degree change <laughs> on the planet, even though we consider that to be a big deal. So I, I right. kind of
0: like that argument, but I would still terraform regardless. I, I think <laughs> that's the way to well, do I, it. Yeah, I, th- I think, and I think that's where I think science fails in some way is because in some de- to some degree everything is scientific and everything is natural, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if a virus overtakes or even if global warming continues, it's all happening according to scientific law, right? It's amoral in a certain way. And I think that's where humans have to come in and say thing, what, say what is worth doing and like why it's worth doing those things. And those are conversations that need to be had and not yeah. facts that need to be yeah. told. You mm. know what I mean?
2: I just think there's lots of pros and cons. It's difficult to like... Totally. I, I don't think they're like distilled truths immediately. Like, right. Yeah. yeah they're I, like yeah. hashed out, di- you know, dialogues. I yeah, get it. Yeah. Just pff, it's a, easier said than done. Man. Yes. Like, oh, especially
3: totally. Oh, like, completely. Like, yes. uh, <laughs> just put me <laughs> in charge. True. <laughs>
0: True. Uh, what was that second question that you that you brought up? There,
1: uh, there was two. I, I think we touched on one, but it, I, there was the, does science, the scientific advances make us happier or more connected?
0: Mm. And then there was the, if you could ask one question. Oh, if you could ask one question. Yeah. Oh, I never answered that. <laughs> that's a tough no. one.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
2: Think about that one for a month
0: yeah i do feel like it ended up being a personal question i think that's what kind of what i was saying was it good I, for you
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be my question i never know i yeah i mean i think it would be yeah. questions about their experience or their perception yeah like yeah. like how do you perceive the world right you know because yeah. like the fact we just take sight for granted right yeah uh, that, that's kind of where you experience the world but i mean like even in c- certain science fiction stories um where like different species have like i would ask mass or matter sensing organs rather than sight
1: who really killed JFK?
0: <laughs> that actually does bug me so bad. Really?
1: Um, yeah, I want to know. Only because there That's, is there is an answer. That, yeah, you of know? course. There are obviously... They're, again,
0: I do feel like there's... Did it? It's like the answer is probably simpler. Yeah. You know, yeah, And yeah. it's like a... Yeah. I'm sure Lee also had something to do with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. It's just, it just bugs me. Some. Of the, the, the weird thing is, is there are definitive answers to things we can never know. Like uh how the universe really started there is an answer to that we just probably sure. will never know yeah um yeah i,
0: don't know. I can't think of anything there might anywhere, also be but. one equation that explains the entire universe but we have no way of understanding yeah, it. so it's like what's the point yeah, of there being yeah. one
3: oh yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um but i i i don't i would maybe ask them what the greatest mystery they themselves have solved would be you know um just because I think that would probably unfold a lot of answers mm-hmm. that aren't asked, but yeah, I don't know.
2: I think it's keep it simple. It's a lot any, of any advice seems like a good starting any point. Advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any advice, just yeah. keep keep it simple. But <laughs>
1: is my haircut okay? <laughs> 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 or if they sent a dude, Looking it'd be chunky. like, so my average is like, <laughs> <laughs> <is it? laughs> That's why they didn't send a dude. That's actually why they killed the first guy. <laughs> 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 um but second question uh second it was th- the technology doesn't make us more disconnected mm-hmm. and yeah i know i think it's
0: it's both you know it, yeah uh, i think i i mean that's a real question these days especially with social yeah. media and all the digital stuff going on that wasn't happening at that time um is which is it's a very pressing question that they yeah. ask in the movie i think um it's interesting that they ask. it's asked by a religious person because i don't like think it's a very religious question these mm-hmm. days um but I, I think I think it points at issues like that we have all the time that are just kind of now we have a new way of understanding those yeah. same issues. Right. Yeah. Of like not being not really understanding each other, trying to you know, not be as connected, like because it's there's no going back. Right. There's never any going mm-hmm. back. So there's more of just like how do we contend with the fact that technology is doing this to us and what can we do to make it better? Yeah you know what we, again again it's like what do we want this world to be and how do we make the world we've created more like what we want it to mm-hmm. be you know because there shouldn't be this like there shouldn't be this i, I i'm against the regressive like let's get rid of it or like technology yeah. is evil and i'm also against the well it's just going to happen so wherever it takes us yeah. is where it goes yeah. both like, extremes are yeah not
1: good but i think it's i think it's both i think if you compartmentalize your interaction with technology and, you know, not, not get sucked into the social media and all that stuff, then it can be very positive. But I also think when it's the only time in history where you could have a relationship, whether even if it's one sided, like even through a podcast or something with somebody on the completely opposite side of the world, sure. you, could, yeah. you could resonate with them and feel the frequency from the, the completely different side of the planet.
0: So in a way it's connecting us.
1: Yes. And then also it's, like a digital log of every mistake or progress that we made in history and we could learn from those mistakes and yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's more connecting than disconnecting
2: but definitely has its drawbacks yeah. i yeah. Don't think it's good in general yeah, I yeah yeah mostly um the weird thing is that i think the movie is kind of at like the I guess it's pretty timely, but I mean, I just think we've kind of transitioned to the, the information age is kind of the term I've heard thrown around, and mm-hmm. I think it's true where big data runs everything, and in a lot of capitalism today, on fleek is basically manipulating or using the advantage of having large swaths of data mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, move the process forward and give like fifteen examples of it. But I mean, the, right. the ones, all the big brands that we're
0: aware of but, do that. But so. even now, it's just data collecting, right? We have there's not 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 a lot of data is being processed.
2: Uh, at this point. Well, like I, I, would use like the example of like, um, like Walmart inventory work. It's like mm. probably sort of like the first predecessor of something that I really feel is successful because of big data, because mm. they've done such a good job of you know looking at what consumers buy. Like when you go to different WalMarts, I mean they are styled for the local area of consumers. I mean when you go from the one in Cortland, even to Post Falls, to the Valley, to the one in Spokane, I'm out now in Cheney, so I'm looking over at Airway Heights. All they of all them really exactly do. The nay saying the nay pro- sir the products, they are the located products, in products yeah. product and pricing everything right. is designed it's a big game and i i noticed because i'll i'm way too weird about when i'm buying stuff i'll notice the price change and i know there's fluctuations or individual stuff but it really is based on the area of what's popular and like what'll be available there but it's just smart business right i mean it just makes a lot of sense why they would run it that way but i think we obviously know other brands that are a little bit more conventional more <laughs> contemporary that do that kind of a thing um I don't think it's bad. I think it's better customer service. I think it's better for everything. But um, I, 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 my only point is that I think the, the really question's a bit, a bit of a distraction <laughs> so. from this because I think this is really what's making the decisions today. And I think a lot of the framework of new companies are using, the, or, uh, they have so much more potency and it's just because the, uh, the software can do the work of 10,000 individuals. Like mm-hmm. humans, right? Yeah, like right. if you were to put those people in, in jobs and make them do all of that, collect the inventory, make the decisions, sit in the meeting. But I think that's exactly why, why it's en- bad.
1: Uh, it's the cotton gin thing. Well, th- well,
2: you know? there's that layer. Then there's automation, which is a whole nother discussion to have. And sure. I think that'll be more on fleek over the next but it, it's decades. Like, but it's 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 bigger. nice
1: that we have access to all this productivity. But it's like only one small group of people is. There's pros and it. cons. And it's like for Walmart sure. wiped out all of these mom and pop shops. But Walmart's and, also and, suffering now because yeah. some bigger batter yeah. wolf came by and yeah. sucked everything With up. Big but it's data. like let's it's like be clear. All the, yeah. But it, like all these mom and pop shops With better data. were had had great customer service but also very importantly they were paying their individual fair share in taxes. And it's like you get the and this is we have heated conversations about <laughs> this. It's like things like Walmart and then after Walmart came Amazon. They're taking all the productivity and centralizing it and taking and, and so removing all those people from benefiting it, and they're the sole benefactors of all the progress sure. that yeah. we're having. And then not only that, they're not paying any taxes. And so it's like none of that money is coming back to us in any manner. Right. It's just we're getting shit shipped to us faster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, need, and those are real policy debates. I, I feel like my beef my beef with what, what you're saying, not with what you're saying, I, what you're saying is true, right? And I, and I agree with it, that it is, it's is, it's very productive. Just and, saying what I'm saying. I mean, no, yeah, nothing you know, crazy, no, yeah. man. I'm not yeah. here to die on the hill on it. No, 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 no. no, no. I think, I think you're right in that the systems are working very well for a particular interest, right? And I'm not even worried about money when I'm talking about this right now. I I think, why can't we apply that sort of thing to a more productive, um, like, social media digital experience, right? Like, if, if we're able to use big data in such productive ways, why can't we apply it to, like, our quality of life as well as, like, our efficiency, right? Why does it always have to be about efficiency and not so much about, like,
3: quality,
2: um, I guess I I think that we definitely work on that right. So I think it's just the simple way that software is designed. So they have user experience versus user inter- interface. So UI UX, and they're looking mm-hmm. at you know no more than three clicks from opening the app to get whatever it is out like whatever it is out of the process. Right? You want the uh, yeah, but full it's also
1: designed to keep you on it as long as possible. Right. Which that's unhealthy.
2: I don't think that's true. Not all not all it's not all apps. I mean social media apps true. are, but uh, yeah. more of the consumer apps are not like. Um, yeah, Airbnb is different. the one that I was like learn, right. reading about recently. And it's like, that's not somebody, someone spending hours on, but it's about no. the ease of the function of the yeah, service sure, of the consumer good. Totally, yeah. Right. And, and that, well, that's pretty democratized. It's yeah, letting, it's you know, people great. step into an, you know, its own industry. I think it's not as do you feel it's like a little bit are, cleaner example. Do you feel like
0: people are being personally, like in their personalities affected by digital media? Like, and I mean, in, in the, in the, even entertaining netflix and twitter and bro away. I'm not, of course <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah. like absolutely
1: i mean uh, i probably got a little bit of brain damage from watching family guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, i'm <laughs>
2: I'm really beating around the bush on this question because i really yeah. am answering the positivity of, of data and software that is i
0: think that's kind of almost that's yeah. an inevitable thing is how efficient like will has it's going to be
1: definitely drank the bezos kool-aid Straight, <laughs> Straight up. up. Dude. Straight up. Do not even They're best
2: friends. <laughs> yeah, we are though. That's true. No. I just really like mm. the um I like I like the concept that there are capacities for individuals in the society to go out and be successful, and then I like the quote that they'll use is just to push their worldview on the world. What the f- is the purpose of doing it if that's not the case? And it's not to like circumvent governments or anything, but like you get to see the choices they make afterwards, and like yeah, you can't
1: like. Should we not bring up Hitler in that? It's well, like he's somebody who pushed his yeah, worldview but, like, on the everybody. Yeah, yes. but like Yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> Are you gonna go and that's
2: like? <laughs> are you really gonna complain Bezos about the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation? No, like, I mean, really, those examples yeah. of this yeah, yeah. that aren't fucking insidious. But you can complain sure. a little
1: bit when they're fucking practicing you know, vaccines on fucking underprivileged people in third world countries. Yeah. Is kind of I mean, and,
0: yeah. And these are all, these are all saving lives. I mean, big yeah. deal. By I don't, sacrificing other you go lives. do it well, then. They like, like shit, sterilize man. people.
2: and You go do it then. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I, I I get it. It's there's, very, there's very, very complicated. There's way worse yeah. people I, yeah. being treated by their own structural governments yeah. Yeah. today, which would be scary to talk about. I mean, yes. you could go through a whole freaking litany it, of them. I, I think my, my. I just disagree. My stance is, yeah. <laughs> I think strong. that
0: technology these days and i think it's it's always been the case that weak people, poor people, oppressed people, they're all at the whim of powerful people. Mm-hmm. And not even not that all powerful people are bad, not that all powerful people don't deserve the power they have or anything like that. Just that a lot of people in the world are at the whim of other more powerful people. For sure. And i think like we need to create systems that like create a quality of life at least for the people who are at the whim of others. Like, and I think we, I'm not against anybody having power. I'm not against anybody having money. I think as long as we're able to make sure that everybody else is also benefiting as well. Yeah, but that's it's the free. thing. A
1: lot of people who mm-hmm. are in power are exponentially increasing their yes. finances and that's, power and that's a at the problem. detriment yeah. to those below We them. need to
0: cre- recreate the yeah. system where that's not the way it works. Yeah. Like Like the society needs to be, that's why we all need to be like so you know between three and seven rather than one to ten in terms of yeah. Yeah. you know wealth and power you know it's yeah. like just like a tilt the scale a little yeah. bit right um, I feel like we've gone a little bit off topic yeah like, yeah yeah, right? yeah we definitely <laughs> have <laughs> and um, I do have to pee so okay. bad okay so we should wrap it up a okay little bit. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll just uh, just kind of say what, finish with one thought I had a little while ago I'll bring it back and then you can respond and mm-hmm. we can be done yeah. um, and that's it goes back to kind of the the whole faith and science kind of duality Mm -hmm. in in the movie because I did watch this at a time where I was kind of struggling with that myself because I grew up again like I said I grew up Catholic and um, I feel like I was a very good Catholic like I said you know like and I tried to understand it as much as I could and the thing that kind of turned me away was um, was the people involved right it's not it wasn't anything about like I didn't question the religion so much that it broke as much Mm -hmm. as I just saw so much hypocrisy within it that I didn't didn't think I just felt like there was something more, there's something more useful out there. Mm. And I went through this whole phase, and I went this whole scientific phase of this, like, scientific truth and knowledge, and I loved Carl Sagan for a long time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still do. And um, that kind of got me into philosophy after that, and, it, I mean, it kind of just goes, you know, on and on, and you can always dig this whole deeper. Yeah. And um, I can't remember exactly when I first watching it, but I do remember initially sympathizing with Palmer Joss's character more so than Ellie's character. Well, I was going to say it's because I have a similar Catholic, but then
1: mm-hmm. transition to the science thing. It's almost like you start out as the Palmer, jump to Jodie Foster's, and then you meet in the middle as a Carl Sagan esque kind of like sure, you're yeah. somewhere in the middle. Because right. I went, mm. I went. Hard to the upper side, other side. Right. After I dropped religion, and then that
0: became a little irrational too. Right. So you have to kind of balance it yeah. out and find the. Happiness and yeah, I, I think I think I watched it at a time when I was seeing so much scientific kind of dogmatism that I was like a little, like, it just seemed almost in, like un unhuman, yeah. like in like in a very like sterile sort of way that yeah. I was like kind of reacting against that. And I I really I really thought the movie did a really good job of like bringing it all back to like this very human element yeah. of like our personal experiences and like the faith we have in the world and the faith we have in each other yeah. and like what our makes things systems. what makes things real and like what we're all searching for yeah. and like being able to like thread those needles right yeah in the
2: same I, I can't so. I can't unbind my spirituality from my early years. So I I kind of yeah. think of it the same way you do where it's like science up until God takes it from there sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least I want to like be proven <laughs> proven that that's not the case. So I kind of sure. Yeah. always I, I, subconsciously I'm agnostic that in, way. I'm of
0: like a very uh not I'm, I'm I'm agnostic in an in a non-indifferent way. I'm a Yeah. not aggressive agnostic but like I'm an active agnostic. I'm a little yeah. aggressive agnostic.
1: <laughs> but it's it's just why start from a point that you can't prove? Why start saying, I know there's a God? It's but, like that whole argument, but I think you can't t- prove that there's a t- That's
0: the conceit, right? That's, and that's the problem with Ellie's character is she mm. believes that you can prove everything.
3: Mm. And I yeah. think
0: he asks her, that's a very good question, and we never not yeah. said this yet, yeah. is when she says that I need proof yeah. for God. I yeah. just need There needs to be some shred of proof. And mm. he asks her, do, do you, you love, love your dad? dad? Yeah. And you know she does, yeah. right? Yeah. And she knows she does. And he says, prove it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like, that's something you could never prove. Yeah. Mm. You know? I'm
1: okay with the question being one. left unopened and never answered. Or left open and never answered. Mm. I, I don't think it makes any sense to just put forth, yeah, I know there's a God. And I have, it's like, I don't know. I, again, I think if we were to people could the, know. I mean, in, in the way that you, you know science is real, right? I think they delude themselves into saying they know. But like, how do you know science is real? Cause we have, we have microphones and rocket ships and cars and all this stuff that is tangible evidence of, and I'm not saying.
0: Cause like, what if we learn tomorrow? Like, cause we had Newtonian physics for a long time and then mm-hmm. everything flipped. Right. Yeah. And like, we now know that quantum physics collapses into Newtonian physics, mm-hmm. but it's like that whole conception of the world is finite in its applicability. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it's still applicable. Right, and is not yeah. his faith and belief in God not applicable? Is believing there's something greater? Is believing there's a higher power or some order to the universe not an applicable? No, belief? I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with believing for the potential of that existing. I have a problem with people saying they know for sure because you don't know. I, mean, I you can say you I mean, know, but I'm calling your shit. It's you don't know.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I think people have personal experiences. It's tough. I've heard a lot of testimonial shit as I've grown up, so I, I, I find that one difficult. Personal
1: about ghosts, and I'm like, you're a dummy. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I so know I'm an best, asshole at best right it's now, it's body chemistry. but it's Best it's, it's body chemistry. I guess
0: after see, after going through the movie and like seeing the the flip between Ellie and Palmer am I Justin, missing the whole lesson? I feel like I yeah. feel like you you're, you're still too vehemently attacking. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, you I, you think, know, it's, I think it's I think just
1: I have such PTSD with religion. Sure, it was so yeah. thrown on me, and again, you have no idea how many as like a fifth grader arguments with my religious teachers like. I, child's minds have such rational thinking, they, they don't jump to ridiculous notions. It's, it's only when they're pushed on them that mm-hmm. they get indoctrinated into those beliefs. So when you're at a young age and you're hearing these things like the blood of God and he died for you and all this shit, you're pushing against the whole time and it's only if they break you that you mm-hmm. become indoctrinated. And it's like, I'm so pissed off about that. because it. I, I am appreciative of the moral foundation that it gave me because I think there is something to religion like that until it gets wacky but I would have had a much rational framework for my view on if I was given if I was indoctrinated hard in science at that young age, I, I feel like I would have such greater potential for an, uh, uh, understanding the way the world works and it, it came so much later. Sure. It's like yeah, I feel like yeah. you're really damaging your child if you're I think yeah, te- pushing raising somebody in
0: religion it. isn't really teaching them how to live in the world yeah, or I, understand I, I, any of it. But I do think I, I think certain people, religious people, lose sight of of the applicability of yeah. religion, right? And certain yeah. people really understand its place and know how it works for them, and so people yeah. don't. And pushing pushing anything on anybody, I think, is not a good idea. Yeah. And I like showing them the benefits is good, but that's why I also feel like arguing against somebody that's religious is also not very helpful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, helpful stance it. To talk I <laughs> have.
1: Uh, for the most part, st- you have no idea the hours of conversations <laughs> with my family. Just
2: oh, you and I have fucked with it for like three hours over the last yeah, couple of weeks, yeah, even, at yeah, least yeah. intermixed. So
1: it's just I don't believe in any woo woo shit. There's no ghosts. There's
0: no uh, like. I think you. I see. I think. I think this is the problem: is that you get so hung up on the language people use yeah. that you like don't allow any sort of like unknown. What's another
1: way to? Do, what's a version of a ghost that could be?
0: Just, like, latent energy or, like, energy spikes or any sort of, like... Yeah, so many different weird ways yeah, to explain cosmic it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, it could be anything. That's where I'm at. Right. It's, right. like, or even like 20 different
3: ways this could be true. We can get into this
0: more in Interstellar, mm-hmm. but there true. are oh, there yeah. are very human yeah. ways that ghosts can yeah. be experienced by yeah. people,
3: too. Um, so, yeah. I just, okay, last nice thing, thing I want to say,
0: because it was a point in the movie that I want to bring up... Um, is when she's in she, when she's just viewing the center of the galaxy or whatever it is, yeah. and she says she has no words for yeah. for explaining it. And um, she says uh, a line that I feel like people understand because there's this whole saying that kind of goes around it. Uh, but she says that they should have sent a poet. poet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, think I like that's that one. very yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a bit of a surrender for her in that she has she her is unequipped in yeah, her scientific yeah. mind to really yeah. accept the enormity and the grandeur of the universe. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. It calls back to kind of the creative aspect to life and the universe that, like, some things are just inexplicable yeah. and break all sort of. I do remember listening
1: to, like, Star Talk Radio, like the Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. podcast with, like, Bill Nye. He's like, yeah, it's important to send musicians and authors and poets and all that because they, they have a non-strictly rational way of describing right. things. And that translates to more people than right. just the, exactly. the data. You know? In the way yeah. that
0: movies and things yeah. connect to people more yeah. than like books on yeah. thinking and philosophy and um, science. So. People like analogy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. N- religion's built on parable, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> exactly. They it, just use
0: a different language, right? right. Cool. Well, Garbage thanks language. for uh, talking about the movie. It yeah. was a very yeah. robust discussion. Yeah, that was appreciate fun. Appreciate it. it was was super thanks fun. for it was having me. Yeah. had um, too much fun. Yeah. Uh, I actually found out that while they made Contact, they watched 2001 A Space Odyssey oh. as inspiration. Oh, interesting. Movie, good yeah. to know. Good to know. And we can talk yeah. about that one next time. Yeah. Cool. Mag Mac has out. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Guess I have. laughs>